Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Football Absurdity Podcast Throwback Edition. Yes, sir. I'm your host, Jeff Grisco, here with just Mike Valverde. Walker's got, what is it, uh, girlfriend's dad's birthday party or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Something like yeah. that. Well, yeah. we'll hold down the fort. We'll slander the Lions. We'll slander Cooper Cup, all of Walker's boys. <laughs> but first, Mike, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good for a Saturday. Uh, last time I checked, the Michigan was winning 14 to 9, but let's see. Mm. It's, it's still, I don't know if it's still the same, but yeah. So I'm doing I'm pretty excited about that. Can you fill me in on what exactly is going on with this whole sign stealing thing? Because I don't I don't watch college football. I don't follow college football. I never had a college team. So I have a tangential interest in it. I just see all kinds of craziness about Michigan and sign stealing and all this other stuff. Yeah, for what I know, I didn't really get all that into it because I think it's pretty stupid. But um, basically, he what happened was Michigan, Jim Harbaugh, whoever is responsible, probably all both of them sent like a, a guy to these different games and he was able to get on the sidelines and do all mm. these different things and learn the, the signals and all that kind of stuff. And then relayed back to Jim Harbaugh and the crew about what they were doing and their tendencies and all that kind of stuff. So they found out about it. I forget how they found out about it, but um, they found out about it. And now Jim Harbaugh is done for the season. Um, I think I don't know if it's a regular season or the postseason as well, if they get that far, but he's definitely out. He's not coaching this game and we'll, you know, we'll see. Oh, dang. He'll, he'll be at home having a nice big glass of milk and a, a giant steak, uh, which is apparently his meal of choice. So that's crazy that it's, it's, I want to know how the guy got on the sidelines without anybody being like, Hey, um, who are you? Why are you here? What's going on? Yeah, exactly. That That's one of the things that they talk about is like, how's this guy from Michigan be able to just to walk up on the, on the sidelines? And but there's pictures of him just standing there. And it's I don't know. They I guess they had a way or maybe he knew somebody. I have no idea. Was he dressed in gear that said, like, not Michigan? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I hate Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> Any team but Michigan. Yeah. Uh, that's, no. funny. that's wild how that happens. So. Uh, all right. Uh, speaking of wild, let's get into Thursday night football. Uh, this game sucks. Oh, Bears God, 16, so Panthers 13. Uh, Bears are three and seven. Panthers are one and eight. Um, this game kind of went how I thought it would, except for let's talk about Adam Thielen. Walker wanted to know if it's going to be a bounce back game for Thielen. Ten targets, six catches, 42 yards. Like if you started him, you're getting double digit points, which this week you'll take. But it's, you know, a far cry from the beginning of the year where he was getting he had seven, 11, seven, 11 and 11 catches in weeks two through six. So for him to only get six in this game is weirdly a disappointment. So are we are, are we worried about Adam Thielen? Are we just like what are we doing with Adam Thielen? Just keep rolling him out there. I, I think you can roll him out there with a flex spot. Uh, Ten points isn't too great but it's double digit points and as you mentioned it's not like how he was in the very beginning of the season i think they're trying to get more receivers involved in the offense um and that's probably what's hurting his numbers a little bit but as long as he's staying in the slot and playing the slot he, he, you know he's going to get those ppr targets so uh and unless he starts really nose diving i think flex position is is where he's at yeah, I think so, too. I think I think you can keep running him out there because uh, where are you going to find these targets? He's guaranteed a bunch of targets each week. It's just a matter of if it's going to be an, oh, my God, how did he get so many targets or 10? 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, right. Yeah. So, so, yeah. Yeah, so um, let's talk about the Panthers running game as well, Mike. Uh, Chuba Hubbard, 9 for 23 on the ground, 2 for 16 through the air. Uh, Miles Sanders, uh, we had more rushing yards than Miles Sanders. 2 for negative 5, 2 through 15 through the air. Um, Bears going into this were a good matchup for running backs, top 10 in fantasy points allowed, and they both uh, they both pooped the bed, Mike. So I, I kind of want to move on from these guys. I don't want to. I want to worry about one guy on the Panthers, and that's Adam Thielen from here on out. Yeah, I think that's the only one you, we have any concerns or uh, hope for either way, because um, you're going to be playing him. But outside of that, you know, Chuba Hubbard, Miles Sanders, um, whoever else. I mean, former Colt Mike Strahan got got a catch, which was yeah. Like, oh, so that's where he landed. Um, but that's, um, that's always funny when you're watching a t- a game and you're like, oh, that guy that used to be at the end of the roster. That's where he went. Yeah, that's where he went. Um, so yeah, I, I think yeah, the rest of the Panthers for the season you can just sort of unless you're absolutely absolutely in purgatory you can ignore yeah i think the only guy that really super matters other than adam thielen would be like bryce young in a super flex league but even then you're not particularly um enthused by it yeah i have him in a few super flex leagues and and that's exactly the feeling is that i'm like oh man do i want to start bryce young or desmond ritter when ritter oh, was boy. starting you know now it's do i want to start bryce young or taylor heineke um so yeah it's it's yeah it's brutal yeah and um i, I think with the running backs uh you know it's one of those things where uh chuba and miles sanders are going to split touches like he had that one big game chuba did without miles sanders but other than that it's been uh you know seven to 10 PPR points for each of them. And uh, they're like, sorry, not for each of them. They're sharing that many every week. It feels like now. Yeah. And they paid Miles Sanders to make all this come over here and make this money and stuff like that. And, you know, they're not even using them, but they have to kind of force their hand to use them because why else did you bring them over here? And that's eating up into Chuba Hubbard's carries. And it's, it's, a, it's just a mess and it needs to be ignored. And gone yeah. With. Yeah, um, I couldn't imagine falling for that. Definitely not me. Definitely not a thing that I did, falling for Miles Sanders' contract. Nope, that's definitely, I didn't do it. No, you're not the uh, only one. I did. <laughs> All right, um, let's talk about the Bears. Um, I wanted to know, are we going back to Deontay Foreman revenge game? Um, when I asked that question, we weren't sure if there was going to be uh, Khalil Herbert in this one. It ended up no Khalil Herbert. So Deontay Foreman dominated touches, 21 rushes. Um, as well as two catches to Roshan Johnson's uh, five carries and four catches and uh, uh, 92 total yards and a touchdown. Um, I mean, that's kind of that's kind of uh, what I expected to have him happen in a good matchup. But, you know, bad matchups coming up Detroit, Minnesota, Cleveland um, on the docket, Detroit again. So maybe this is the best that we're going to get from Foreman. Um I mean, well, this isn't the best we're going to get from Foreman because he had three touchdowns a few weeks ago. But I mean, this is the <laughs> this is the high this, this is the the peak, and I think it's all going to go you know downhill from here as they try to work Khalil Herbert back in, and you know they got to start getting Roshan Johnson more involved. They spent too high of a pick on him. So, um, how are you feeling about Deonta Foreman for the rest of the year? Yeah, with Khalil Herbert back, I think they'll definitely go back to that situation. Um, <laughs> but it was good to see Foreman if you, if you had him get back-to-back 20, 20 uh, uh, carries um, last week as well. And then this week, I think, uh, so outside of that with Khalil Herbert, he's going to drop down to the 9, 10, 11 range again. 
Yeah. Um, so uh, it was really it's very funny that the Bears uh, well-run organization had Deonta Foreman as a healthy scratch to start the year. And now he's their lead back. <laughs> right. Yeah. He always finds a way to, to um, appear himself regardless he really of where does. he goes. It's... He's he's a little wiggle monster. He wiggles in. He'll find he'll find a hole and a wiggle through it. <laughs> yep, yep. I always like to get him late in the draft just because he just seems to be that guy that plays well when he gets his opportunities. Yeah, he's done it with uh, Carolina. Didn't he do it with Tennessee as well, I feel like, for a little bit after his Achilles tear? And so now Chicago, yep. that's, that's three spots. So um, speaking of also former Panthers, DJ Moore, 5 for 58. Um, Mike, he's currently the wide receiver one on the week. My my favorite stupid bit that I do. Stud. He's a stud. <laughs> stud. No, um, DJ Moore with Tyson Bajant, Um, Not great, uh, but uh, uh, Justin Fields coming back next week, so... Um, I'm not too worried about it. No, no. Yeah, with with Bajan, it's it's you're you're probably happy that he got five catches for 58 yards on nine targets, but um, that, that's probably the you know pretty much route he's going to get. And with Fields, as you mentioned, he should jump back up and have a couple more explosive games at the very least. Yep. Uh, Cole Komet stays upper blob five for 45, uh, one rush yard. It was a that sneak. They did the, oh, yeah. the, the tush push with Cole the Komet. Tush push. Yes. Yeah. By the way, brotherly shove, get it out of here. I it's dumb. Tush push is way better. Oh yeah, hell yeah. 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 I, I think I think the Eagles are doing the brotherly shove thing because they're like, this is ours. Whereas tush push is like generic. They're like, no, we did it. It's ours. But tush push is way better. Well, I agree with you. Just a little. Isn't Philadelphia the the home of uh, brotherly something now? Brotherly love. That's why they're love. going for brotherly, brotherly shove. shove. Gotcha. Yeah. So. yeah. And uh, Jason Kelsey was on the uh, Thursday Night Football post game. Um, don't ask me why I was watching it. I don't know. Um, but he was on the Thursday Night Football post game, and he was talking about how the Eagles just trademarked brotherly shove. And so I was like, oh, okay. That's 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 great. Why ruin something fun with trademarks so you can right. sell stuff? Yeah, exactly. So dumb. So dumb. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, Tyson Bajan. Uh, turns out he's bad, Mike. Unfortunately, poor Tyson Bajan. Um, but best quarterback to ever come out of Shepard. And what was it? Mill Mine or something like that? Mills Mines or whatever he is. Oh, uh, yeah, something. Mill. Yeah, we, we looked it up. It was some random guy. <laughs> uh, uh, but but yeah, um, he's uh, he's not great. And so uh, going back to Justin Fields, uh, let me ask you this, Mike. Is Justin Fields' time with the Bears running to a close, do you think? Say that one more time. Is Justin Fields' time with the Bears coming to a close? Because they have the Panthers pick, who is number one right now, Caleb. That's right. They got they got those picks. Um, yeah. I mean, there there are rumors circulating that that it's time, and he might move on to somewhere else. I've heard Pittsburgh might be a landing spot. Um, but I, I mean, all those are just talking talking heads rumors. Um, I don't. Mm, I don't think so. I, I think, you don't think that, so? yeah, if Daniel Jones could get one more shot, I think um, Justin Fields should definitely deserve to get one more shot. Yeah, Daniel Jones is uh, he's stanky. So um, alrighty, let's uh, let's talk about Sunday then. Let's talk about tomorrow. Uh, Mike, they did it to you. The NFL did it to you. They said, Thanks. what do you mean Mike's not getting up for the 630 <laughs> game? Well, we're going to put the, the Indianapolis Colts there. 
Uh, they are four and five, taking on the Patriots in uh, Germany, Frankfurt once again. But Mike, it's mercifully the last Sunday morning game. Uh, God. Yeah, uh, I haven't gotten up after seven o'clock in like five weeks. It's horrible. Oh Jesus, dude. That's well, crazy. I have to be at work at seven, and then mm. Saturdays my dogs wake me up, and then Sundays I've been getting up for these stupid games. So now I can relax. All right. Finally, um, yeah. All right. Uh, Colts. Two and a half point favorites, 42 and a half point over under injuries in this one. Josh Downs questionable with that knee injury. He left the game last week. It's something that he'd been nursing. My guess is they probably give him another week to, to sort that out because he re-injured it last week. That's just a guess, though. Alec Pierce is questionable with an ankle injury. Drew Ogletree is out with a foot injury. Zaire Franklin questionable with a knee injury. And Juju Brents is out with a quad injury uh, for the Patriots. Uh, Devonte Parker is out. Trent Brown is out. Neither one of them even traveled to uh, Germany. Uh, Demario Douglas is questionable with an ankle injury. Sounds like he's going to be okay to play. Uh, they have a whole mess of guys, depth guys on the defense, also on the injury list. And then J.C. Jackson also didn't travel uh, to the Colts or uh, to Germany to take on the Colts because uh, I guess he and Bill Belichick are not friends anymore. He, no, Bill Belichick got him paid, and now they butt heads all the time. So. Um, that's it for injuries on here. So let's talk about, um, Mike, you want to talk about Jonathan Taylor? Yeah. I'm wondering if, if JT can control the game enough to finish inside the top 12, which basically means that are they going to be able to be at least striking range or ahead for JT to get, you know, against his new England defense to finish inside the top 12. I think so. I mean, the Patriots, they're a pedestrian defense. They're middle of the pack. They're nothing to home to write about, especially against running backs. Um, you know, I think one of the things that we forget now is they're a bad team. Like, we don't think about the Patriots and we don't go, oh, they're just garbage. But right. they are. They're a bad team. Like, their their best defenders uh, got injured. Christian Gonzalez and, um, oh, my God. He's been there he was, for forever. Oh, he's been there forever. Um, uh, why? Oh, my God. The name's escaping me. Uh, anyways, um, this is, I'm gonna look this up while I'm talking, um, that they're a bad defense. And I think that, um, you know, with the, uh, with the way that this game is likely to go, I think even from a Matthew Judon, that's who I was thinking of. Oh, Judon. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking of Judon, um, from a like game script perspective, like he's going to get a ton of carries and you know, the whole Zach Moss thing that's over. Like, yeah, uh, rest, rest in peace, Zach Moss. Like, it was kind of like we were saying that they were just inching Zach Moss. I mean, they're inching Jonathan Taylor back by giving Zach Moss a ton of touches. So um, he's back. Jonathan Taylor is back. I think he's top 12. I think he's top 12 rest of the season, because if you got a healthy studly running back, I don't think much else matters uh, for the team around him. Yeah. And hopefully they 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 can use him. I mean, I was a little dismayed by. I mean, he did score a touchdown last week against Carolina, but um, that was sort of a um, what was it? I think it was a pass that he caught um, for the touchdown. I don't think he ran it in, um, or did he run yeah. it in? I, I thought last week. I think last week he ran it in. Ran it in. Yeah. Um, but you know, if without that touchdown, he didn't really look all that great against a, a bad Carolina front. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. Um, 
I like to finish see him finish inside the top 12 because if he's not inside the top 12, then there's a really a lot more problems going on for the fact that they're way behind and you have to have um, not Baker Mayfield, but um, <laughs> same guy, Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew. <laughs> same Gardner dude. My, my own quarterback. Also, uh, also goes by Sam Howell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. All the same guy. Um, Baker Mayfield in control and Colts don't want that. Yeah. Um, Mike, speaking of finishing inside the top 12, I pulled up a stat the other day and it shocked me. It shocked me to my core. Somebody asked on Twitter, uh, asked me on Twitter, hey, um, I need to win this week. Would you trade Puka Nakua and get Michael Pittman? And so I looked into Michael Pittman. Do you know where he's ranked uh, over the last five weeks in fancy points per game? Um, I would say top eight. Top 12. So, But there's not a lot separating eight to 12. So, yeah, he's been incredible he's been a machine i said yeah do that because pukanaku has been bad yeah with, with, with everybody with all the quarterback situation going on too many targets there and so mike michael Pittman is like set and forget like he's just don't even worry about starting him every week yeah for sure hey they, they uh god i was gonna call him baker mayfield again gardner Minshew. <laughs> gardner Minshew loves to tar- target Pittman. i mean almost every every drop back you you just almost know it's going to go to Pittman. it used used to downs used to have a role but he's he's not he's hurt but um yeah it's it's Pittman 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 every time they throw the ball yeah and um it is one of those things where they're they're very shallow in the receiver core like I think they only had four receivers active on most game days and now they're down if they're down Josh Downs um and Alec Pierce injured his ankle midweek so he's going to be compromised it's going to be a lot of Pittman and you know, don't even try to pick which tight end is going to get the targets. You, whoever you pick, you're going to be wrong. Yeah, because um, Granson is back. He, If you're looking at a tight end on the Colts for some strange reason, Granson is, is the guy. Yeah, so um, I think it's enough talking on the Colts. Uh, what I want to know, it's, it's it was hard to find a question for the Patriots um, because they're bad. But uh, the Colts have an exploitable uh, pass defense. They have a ex- more exploitable yeah. run defense. But yep. We're already starting Ramondre. Yeah. But my question is, is will the good matchup make non-Ramondres, as in Demario Douglas, Hunter Henry, Juju Smith-Schuster, will that make them work? Do you think that any of those guys might have any fantasy relevance this week? It might be Hunter Henry. I, I'm not sure exactly how bad the Colts are against tight ends. It seems like tight ends um, do have a couple good games against them. Um Juju had had an okay game, I believe, last week. So uh, I'd rather go with the receiver than the tight end. So I'd go Juju. Okay. Um. So it's hard to tell how the Colts are doing against tight end because they're top ten. Well, they're eighth, but that includes Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill needs to be stripped from like all matchup rank things because Taysom Hill is just his own thing. Like. <laughs> yeah, he he blew him up. Yeah, two right, like, but he's like his own thing. He has nine of the eleven carries against the the Colts this year from tight ends. So it's he's just like his own his own weird thing. Um, I think Hunter Henry uh is a decent option, like you said, just also because there's gonna be a lot of targets to go around, and the you catch a touchdown, you're relevant at tight end that week. Like pretty much, it's yep. a it's not too bad. I kind of prefer pop douglas to juju if he's healthy um reason being is that um he's you know it's he seems to be the leader in that clubhouse um maybe i have juju fatigue um because we you know juju has had such a weird career trajectory but 
I have like juju fatigue almost where I'm like, well, you are not living up to what I thought you would be. So now you're useless to me. And I want to try this new toy Demario Douglas. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. But I think what that's saying is don't start either one of them with confidence. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, juju came in his second year and just went, went off and had a great season and everybody thought he'd continue that and get better. And he really hasn't. Uh, no, he, he, he's he, played like his rookie season pretty much throughout. Yeah, it's really weird that he, uh, how bad he's uh, fallen off. So, um, all right, let's, uh, I got the Colts win in this one. You have the the Patriots? Patriots? Yep. Wow. All right. Well, betting against your own team. Yeah, I, I don't see the Colts winning this. Um, even though they're favored by two and a half, I don't, yeah. I, any, any decent team, I think, is going to beat the Colts. Oh wow. Okay. Well, I think we did. I I I I don't qualify the Patriots as decent. So <laughs> they're decent enough. They're better. Let's let's put it this because that you're absolutely right. Let's put it. Anybody, any team better than the Panthers, it will beat the Colts. Dang. All right. No no faith in the Colts. But uh, speaking of teams that don't deserve faith, the 49ers. They traveled to Jacksonville to take on the Jags. Niners are five and three. Jags are six and two. Niners three point road favorites. Not sure why. Forty five and a half point over under. Um, injuries in this one for the Niners. Um, there will be a name that I won't say here. Uh, Trent Williams questionable with an ankle injury. Aaron Banks out with a toe injury. That's their guard. Um, Drake Jackson is out. He's an edge rusher for the Niners. Javon Hargrave is questionable with a knee injury, but he's looking like he's going to play. And Demetrius Flanagan Foles is questionable with an ankle injury. He does not matter. He is special teams. Uh, for the Jags, Zay Jones is out. Ezra Cleveland is questionable with a toe injury. Tyson Campbell, questionable. Andre Sisco, questionable. And Daniel Thomas, questionable. A name I did not say there. Debo Samuel, off the injury report fully. So uh, hey. fire, fire up your Debos. Um, we're hoping that, uh, as a 49ers fan, we're hoping that Depot coming back will make the answer to this question. No, which is will Brock Purdy and the 49ers or Brock Purdy and the 49ers defense continue to spiral. I put them both here because, um, on this three game losing streak for the 49ers, there's a lot of blame being placed at Brock Purdy's feet and rightly so. It feels like every fourth quarter he has two picks. Like it feels like it's, it's just what he does now. And, um, He's been struggling a lot, and um, I think some of that's not having Debo Samuel. I think some of that's not ha- not having Trent Williams. I think that he is a decent quarterback, and everybody thought he was this incredible quarterback, and he's regressing pretty hard, you know, to the mean. Um, but what's more concerning is the 49ers' defense. A um, lot of open receivers, a lot of broken tackles from from opponents, a um, lot of getting to the second level. Um, they haven't been getting home against quarterbacks like – um, I, I hope that, uh, adding Chase Young to this will, will get them, um, you know, get them to getting to the quarterback, but on the season, they only have, hold on, I'm trying to see here. I had it up. They only have 14 sacks on the year, which through nine games is, you know, when you think of a team that has Javon Hargrave and Nick Bosa and uh, Drake Jackson's a decent edge rusher, and and uh, our Eric Armstead. This team is built on rushing the passer. Um, only 14 sacks is crazy to me. Uh, like I said, I hope adding Chase Young will help the defense not spiral. Um, he will freelance. That's like the number one knock against him. But honestly, fine. Let him freelance. They'll put him, you know, away from where they think the play is going to go, and let him just rush the passer. Uh, let Nick Bosa um, 
be the rock and let Chase Young freelance. So um, I'm worried that the Niners will continue to spiral. Mike, what do you think? Well, I could see why you would, you, you're worried about it because they have been, but I, I think the, that trade for Chase Young is going to give them a shot in the arm and really help them. Um, and then they had the bye week. So that helps. Um, Brock, as far as Brock Purdy goes, I, I'm obviously missing one of the best tackles in the NFL is going to hurt anybody, regardless of who, who you are. One of the best uh, tackles in NFL history, Mike. <laughs> that's, that's true. That, that's true. I, I undersold that one pretty well. Um, yes, definitely one of the best uh, Hall, of Sheriff, Hall of Famer first ballot. Um, and I can't believe they got him basically for free, didn't they? Fifth like, round pick, Mike. Fifth round. Fifth uh, round pick. Wow. Good good old commanders. Um, and then... Um, I I don't know. It's tough to tell. I I, I want to see I want to see how he he responds after this bye week and and what he does if he's been pegged and you know now he's regressed and they found out about him they they know him and they know his weaknesses and can capitalize on it then I'm going to be worried after this week but I don't say spiraling will continue to spiral I think it's going to be more of a hold. Okay. So like a, a holding pattern. Well, I don't like a holding pattern because they're holding pretty low down there. <laughs> I want well, them to, to elevate. Uh, yeah, if if anything, it will be an, an elevation. Um, but like where they're at now, I don't see them continuing to go down. I think it's it's going to be one of those where they're at that and then they have the ceiling to go up. I don't see them going further down from here. Yeah. And um, one of the <clears throat> a couple of things that just to look at is uh, I like to look at pressure rate versus blitz rate um, because you can pressure a quarterback if you blitz a guy, but it's not really sustainable because they'll just pass the hole where your guy was. Um, Niners have a top 10 pressure rate with a bottom three blitz rate. So hopefully. That means they'll get they'll get to the quarterback more often um, in the second half, so we'll see. I don't see how they won't. I mean, you got two great defensive ends. You got uh, um, defensive tackles. Um, um, a Warner acts like two guys in the in the the second level. Like right. there's there's these plays you see where he'll he'll like he'll cover like two routes at once almost. Where one guy breaks and then he realizes where the ball is actually going to go and he breaks one way and then he breaks with the guy who's actually going to get the football. And it's pretty crazy, but um. Yeah, hopefully they do. Um, I'm personally starting. I mean, Brock Purdy is probably a top 15 start this week, but it's just because Chiefs, Rams, Dolphins, Eagles, there's a lot of quarterbacks there that are missing. And um, there's a lot of bad quarterbacks also starting. And so I think he becomes top 15 by default because it's like, ooh, am I starting uh, Brock Purdy or uh, Tommy DeVito? You know? (laughs) (laughs) So. Um, and then CMC obviously stud, uh, are we going back to Debo in his first game back? It was a, sh- it was a shoulder hairline fracture. So nothing, um, rushing that he could like, uh, re aggravate with a misstep. Uh, yeah. Against the Jaguars defense. Um, that's going to be a tough one. Uh, I, I think you can get away with it with three wide receiver leagues. Okay. Yeah. I think in three wide receiver leagues and Ayuk's a must start. I mean, he's turned into a, a stud Kittle. You just keep running him out there. Sometimes he'll get you three points. Sometimes he'll get you 30. That's yep. just the, the George Kittle experience. All right. Let's talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mike, what did you want want to focus on? So Kevin Ridley, um, 
I mean, it is it is his 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 loop around back circle around. If you guys have been listening to our last uh, podcast, it's, it's the, that third week. Even though he had a bye week, which was yeah. his third <laughs> week, but this is his third week playing. Is he going to be relevant this week? I think he will be relevant. So the 49ers, um, their weakness is the secondary on defense. Um, they're giving up a ton of their fourth most fantasy points. And it's not, let's be clear. It's not that they're giving up a lot of big plays. It's just teams are throwing on them a ton, like a lot. There are second in the end, or sorry, uh, fifth in the NFL in receptions against. Um, so Teams are throwing on them a lot. And so I think with that in mind, there's going to be a lot of volume to go around with Nose Jones. It's really going to be focused a lot on Ingram, who might – I think Ingram's going to have a lower-tier game this week. And so that means the ball's going to go a lot to Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk. So I think uh, they're, I think both Kirk and Ridley are set up to have a good game in this one, which probably is going to be the Jags throwing a lot, either because it's a shootout or they're tr- desperately trying to play catch-up with the 49ers. Yeah, yeah, um, I, I can definitely see that as well, especially with, as you mentioned with Jose Jones. It's and then I, I love I, I would just love for that loop to come true because then I'm, that would I'm be a, a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm on a pattern. <laughs> yeah, Mike's on a heater. Uh, obviously, you're starting uh, Travis Etienne. Like I said, I think you're still starting Evan Ingram. But what what is there to say um, about this team? Uh, Trevor Lawrence. Are you starting Trevor Lawrence this week? Uh, against the 49ers, I don't know. I mean, Trevor Lawrence hasn't been great this season. Uh, but with those quarterbacks missing, especially the studs, and you probably draft, unless you drafted quarterback late, um, you probably drafted him as a backup. So he's 16th on the season. That's how bad he's been. Um, I Against the 49ers. Yeah, if I'm lo- you're only starting him unless you you have another better opportunity, which I don't think you're going to if if you drafted say, um, you know, um, Jalen Hurts and then you drafted Trevor Lawrence as your backup. So in that situation, obviously yes, but in if you have someone like C.J. Stroud or um, Tua Tagovailoa or something to that effect, then no. Well, Tua's not playing either. I would definitely oh, start him over Tua. <laughs> Shit. Um, uh, Mike, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. I'm doing it. I'm starting Trevor Lawrence. Here's why. Trevor Lawrence has been good for real football. He has been good for real football. He has yes. been bad for fantasy football because Travis Etienne takes all the touchdowns. That yes. is why he's been bad. The 49ers are bottom 10 in, in touchdowns allowed to opposing running backs. They've allowed five on the year. Um, the only teams behind them are the Buc- Buccaneers have allowed one touchdown to running backs this year. Falcons have allowed three. Ravens have allowed three. Eagles have allowed two. Browns have allowed two. Jags have allowed two. So Christian McCaffrey, uh, his, uh, his uh, touchdown streak might come to an end, Mike. But then you've got um, Saints are ahead of them and then the Lions. And then that's it. 49ers, five touchdowns allowed to running backs this season. So, um, so I think that it will be a game where Trevor Lawrence can get his multiple touchdowns, which will make him a good start this week. So, uh, I'm, I'm getting close to calling him Troy Aikman. Um, Troy Aikman, ooh. not good for fantasy football. Great quarterback, obviously. Uh, kind of. Uh, they didn't ask him to do a ton, but it was more like, hey, you pick which weapon is best for this play. Yep. 
And that's what they had him do. And so, um, yeah, that's kind of how it feels like Trevor Lawrence is this year. So um, I'm going the Niners in this one. I'm going the Niners as well. All right. Uh, next game up is uh, Texans at Bengals. Texans four and four. Bengals five and three. Cincy six and a half point favorites. Forty six and a half point over under uh, injuries in this one. Uh, oh, my God. Sorry, I mistyped Cincy in my my doc here and I couldn't get to Cincinnati. <laughs> There's too many, too many C's, too many N's. I can't get there. All right. Injuries for the Texans. Damian Pierce out with an ankle injury. Andrew Beck out with uh, ankle, elbow, and shoulder injury. Nico Collins out with a calf injury. Robert Woods questionable with a foot injury. Revan Jordan out with a foot injury. Uh, Jerry Hughes questionable with a back injury. Henry Toto. Toto. Yeah, Henry, isn't that a great name? That T-O-T-O. name rules. Toto. T.O.T.O. Um, out with a concussion. Jake Hansen out with a hamstring injury. Steven Nelson questionable. Jimmy Ward out. Kaimi Fairbairn out. So uh, first question, are we going to see more uh, Dario Ngumbawale? Hell yeah, <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. I want to see it. Yes. Uh, for the Bengals, Jamar Chase questionable with a back injury. T. Higgins is out with a hamstring injury. Sam Hubbard out with an ankle injury. Uh, Josh Tuopu doubtful with a shoulder injury. Um, the The... Texans very banged up. Bengals might have more impactful banged up if uh, both T. Higgins and um, Jamar Chase can't go. So um, let's see. Uh, my um, my question was, uh, what's C.J. Stroud's follow-up? And I don't know what it can be because if he's got no Nico Collins, it's going to be what Tank Dell and Dalton Schultz against a team that people are going to say, oh, my God, the Bengals have rounded into the form. They're the best team in the NFL. It, they're going to say that this week, Mike. They're going to say that. So my question is, is going to be what CJ Stroud's follow up after his records, depending on what you're looking at record tying in terms of touchdowns from a rookie or record breaking. You're looking at passing yards from a rookie. What's his follow up going to be this week? Cause I think he, I think people are going to go to him and I think they're going to be disappointed against his Bengals defense. I, I think you're absolutely right. Those five touchdowns are going to get a lot of people excited about him and, you know, sure. A great, great performance. But if you look prior to that, he only threw, the, at most two touchdowns. Um, he didn't have any, any against Carolina the week before that. Um, so he, he's only thrown two touchdowns in every other game, except for one other where he threw one against Atlanta. So I see maybe two touchdowns, maybe one. It, it's not going to be this blowout kind of game. Now, can he, will he throw for 300 yards? Maybe, but I could see two, 225, 250. So that's what I'm going to say. 225. No, let's just break it down the middle. 235 and two touchdowns. 237 and a half. 237 and a half. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think Stroud against Cincy. This is a rough, uh, rough uh, matchup this week. But um, there's not a lot of goodness out there this week from from a uh, matchup perspective. Like you got Jared Goff going against the Chargers. Like that's a better matchup. Uh, that's it, basically. Gino against the Commanders. Uh, Heineke against the the uh, um, Cardinals. But you're going crazy mode if you're starting Heineke over C.J. Stroud this week. Even though it might be, a, by a matchup perspective, the better play. But I wouldn't do that. No, I wouldn't. I mean, C.J. Stroud's a much better quarterback. And um, Heineke's going to have to throw for two touchdowns. Now, he might... He might run for a little bit, but um, a little bit more than Stroud, but I don't think it'll be enough to make up a point difference. Yeah, exactly. So, um, 
without Nico Collins, I think Tank Dell is a three wide receiver league start. Uh, Devin yep. Singletary, desperation flex. We didn't. He wasn't great last week. Bengals not a uh, second highest yards per attempt to running backs on the year with no Damian Pierce. Like he's going to be a volume based desperation flex. I think that's it. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I was hoping for a lot more last week, um, but it was just all C.J. Stroud. And even with the opportunities that Devin Singletary got, he didn't do much with it. He, he's fallen off, fallen off the map. Um, not good anymore. Um, he was solid. Um, he wasn't great. He was solid for the Buffalo Bills. But ever since coming to Houston, he's just not been. I mean, if you can't beat out Damian Pierce for the job, then good luck staying in this league. Yeah, that's uh, that's one way to put it. <laughs> good luck is, is one way to put it. So um, Dalton Schultz, Mike, uh, over the last five weeks, you want to hear the list of tight ends that have scored more points than him on a per game basis? Sure. Travis Kelsey. Oh, wait, that's the end of the list. That's it. Just Travis Kelsey. Wow. He's tight end two over the last five weeks on a per game perspective. Um, he's obvious. I had to do go per game because he's only played four games, but he's kind of reached like must start. I think he's uh, might be taking a, a Dallas Goddard spot in the uh, above the blob. Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, he, he was really good with the Cowboys. And if he's really good with the Houston Texans, I mean, it's it's he's a really good um, football player. So uh, I, I think that, yeah, you absolutely have to roll with him, um, especially with those numbers. Only if Kelsey's beating him out, then, yeah, go with him every week. Yeah, he started off slow and we kind of everybody just kind of wrote him off because new it made sense, right? New team, you know, right. new new you're like, "Oh, they're just not going to use all the Yeah, yep. they're like, "Oh, we're not going to use him how we how we want him to." Last four games, he has 10, 7, 5 and 11 targets. So, he's getting wow. tons of volume. And that five target game, um, that was his only one where he didn't score at least 13 um PPR points. So, um, rolling he's out like there. The number one wide, number one wide receiver. Uh, yeah, 10 and those targets. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if uh, with Nico Collins out, I think he's a smash play this week. Dalton Absolutely. Schultz is. So, all right, Mike, you want to talk about on the other side, uh, another guy whose uh, values changed with injuries this week. Yeah. Uh, T Higgins is out. Um, Jamar Chase is dealing with, um, what is it? A knee or something like that? <laughs> it's his whole body. He said, the good thing is, is I'm alive. I think is what he said after Jesus. the injury. <laughs> wow. <laughs> because he exploded. <laughs> um, and so Tyler Boyd, uh, is he going to be a top 24 at least? Uh, maybe, maybe that's a little high or a little low. Maybe I should say top 15. Ooh, 15. Ooh, because I was going to say top 24. I was going to talk about how excited I was to like, I have a league with him and Nico Collins. And I got upset until I was like, oh, I could just slot in uh, Tyler Boyd. Tyler but Boyd. Top, yeah, but top 15. Ooh. I'm going to say if there's no Jamar Chase, then yes, but it's only because he gets two touchdowns. Okay. So you see him more as like top twenty-four area, or yeah, uh, I see him kind of in that like uh, scary Terry type of range, that like eighteen to twenty this week. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, um, he hasn't really done much this season. Um, I don't even know where he's he's at as far as overall in the um, top sixty, maybe. I don't know, but uh, uh, for for Boyd, yeah. 
Yeah, he's been uh, – hold on, let me see. Let me pull that up. Tyler Boyd is uh, wide receiver 49. But you didn't draft Tyler Boyd to start him every week. You started him – you drafted him to start him when one of these guys got hurt. And now one of them's hurt. Yeah, exactly. That That's exactly why you drafted him. Um, and here's your opportunity. Roll with it. Yeah, it was one of those things where it, that's the reason why I was saying, hey, Tyler Boyd is a good guy to have on your bench because if one of these players gets hurt, he is has an incredible um, – opportunity ahead of him and that's exactly what's coming down the pike t higgins is wide receiver 52 oh t higgins has been kind of duty this year not gonna lie um so oh boy uh, isn't he playing for a contract too t higgins yeah he is yeah, yeah so and he's being outplayed by tyler boyd yep <laughs> yeah it's uh it's a rough go of it for T. Higgins. I mean, he's been banged up a little bit, but still uh, not a good showing for him for what should be a uh, a year that he's playing out to get a contract. So um, what's funny is that's it for that's all there is to talk about for the Bengals. If Jamar Chase is playing, you're playing him. Joe yep. Mixon, you just keep rolling him out there. Unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately is the best way to put it. Um, and then uh, you don't start C.J. Uzoma. You don't start Drew Sample. Um, and you start Joe Burrow. Yes. Especially started Joe Burrow. He's. Yeah. I heard he was he was still nursing that thigh, but um, the the way the last was it been three games now. He's he's looked like Joe Burrow. So the reason why this isn't something that I've I've expressed before. The reason why the Bengals blew out the 49ers was because the 49ers expected Joe Burrow to have an injured calf. Their game plan left gaping holes in the middle of the field that were supposed to be filled, but Joe Burrow was mobile enough that the gaping holes in the middle of the pass rush, he just ran right through them. Oh. So their game plan hinged on him having an injured calf, and he did not, and they did not adapt, which is why Steve Wilkes is uh, on the hot seat for the 49ers. So. Um, I'm going Bengals in this one. Like I said, uh, you're also going Bengals. I think they're going to talk about how uh, Bengals sneaky best team in football right now. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, well, they've been playing like it, but yeah, I, I think, um, yeah, after CJ Stroud's last performance and if they go in and they're favored by nearly seven points, six and a half, and they go in and win by that or more, then they're definitely going to be talked about as the best team. Yeah. So, alrighty, let's talk Saints Vikings, uh, two teams that nobody will, uh, Say are the best team in the league. Saints are five and four. Vikings are five and four. Uh, New Orleans three point favorites, forty and a half point over under. <clears throat> Re, uh, rematch of the Minneapolis miracle. Um, Saints oh, yeah. Inju- yeah, Saints injuries. Uh, Kendra Miller out. Uh, Isaiah Foskey out uh, for the Vikings. Jaron Hall out. Justin Jefferson questionable. Um, not actually like sounds like true questionable. Might get activated off of IR, but that has to happen today. So if he doesn't get activated, then he won't be playing. Uh, KJ Osborne questionable with a concussion. Uh, TJ Hawkinson questionable with ribs. Same thing with KJ Osborne. If he's not activated today, he's not going to play. Um, and then um, that's it for injuries. Uh, my question is, this was going to be more a three three person discussion. It was, it was more of an intellectual discussion, which was where does Taysom Hill sit vis-a-vis with regards to the blob? Is he mm-hmm. outside the blob? Is is he is he like there's the tight end like ranks like I was talking earlier and then if you think of him as a column and then the blobs everything changes and then T- Taysom Hill's in his own column over here that's like YOLO man f it just, just <laughs> run him out there just see what happens yeah I, I think so um and he's fun 
and an interesting thing too is his carries have gone up since um, they played Houston in, on October fifteenth. It's gone from one to five to nine to eleven. So, mm. um, which is kind of interesting considering that um, you, you got obviously you got Alvin Kamara there, and then you have Williams there and back from being injured, and but his carries has gone up even so. Uh, so, and then, you know, that he he'll pass one or two times a game and then he'll be used as a receiver as we're talking about as a tight end. And so all this, just those three combinations sort of make him an inner blob as well, because he has all these different, um, factors coming together in one, in one spot. But yeah, I think so. Um, I, I think that you, you can play him every, every week. What's weird is that, uh, you can, and that's, because we talk about, oh, the floor for tight end is zero, and I think he has a higher floor than that right now, especially with what I was worried about was Juwan Johnson coming back last week. And, All right, um, that's a good point. Yeah, and uh, let's see, last week, uh, Taysom Hill was tight end eight because <laughs> he had four catches, 13 yards, and a touchdown. He was doing normal uh, tight end things, and then on top of that, uh, he also um, – oh, this isn't even showing his passing and rushing. Well, he did passing and rushing, too. Uh, um, he's a, uh, he's a jack of all trades. And I think that, uh, you just, you stop fighting it and you just go with it. And, um, the thing that bothered me so much about Taysom Hill was because, um, Sean Payton was taking a hall of fame quarterback off the field to give Taysom Hill, um, touches. He was taking Drew Brees off the field to give Taysom Hill silly little plays. I feel a bit differently about it when it's Derek Carr. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. You can, you can stop, uh, uh uh fetching about it you know it's just like you can just enjoy it so um elsewhere on the saints you start alvin kamara you start chris olave oh yeah um michael thomas got arrested last night <laughs> but what? he's playing tomorrow yeah what i didn't even hear about that yeah so there was some just dis- i'm you know there's not a lot of uh um like details on it so he was arrested on battery charges but it seems like it was something where um he got into a fight with somebody who was working on a house in his neighborhood. Um, It sounds like they just kind of, there was a dust up. Uh, It says, according to the man's statement, Thomas was upset that the man began recording during the incident and threw a brick at his windshield, causing little, if any damage. Um, I guess the guy was bothering Michael Thomas and like getting on his yard and like being like, Oh, I'm at Michael Thomas's house. And Michael Thomas ran out and confronted him and they had a fight. Um, He's playing on tomorrow. So, um, so uh, kind of crazy. You know, sometimes folks get arrested and they're not guilty. And it sounds like uh, Michael Thomas made a bad, bad call, but uh, this guy was in the wrong. So uh, Saints, uh, sneaky, uh, going to be a good, the longest yard team, I guess, maybe between <laughs> him and Kamara. Um, but uh, but you're, start, uh, you're starting Chris Olave, Michael Thomas flex guy, I think. Um, I think that's it for the Saints, right? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, I agree. Michael Thomas is a flex. He's not been all that awesome but enough to be a, a at the very bottom of flex and you're definitely starting Kamara so yeah yeah Derek Carr then he's been okay he's been like a top 15 guy uh been top 10 twice this year so um if you have him you know there's a lot better options out there but if it's between him and Tommy DeVito go with Derek yeah. Carr go with Derek uh, Carr yeah go with the guy who's allowed to throw the ball past the line of scrimmage <laughs> right <laughs> all right you wanted to know on the Viking side about TJ Hawkinson yeah, he's dealing with, I believe, a rib injury. You said, yeah. Um, and um, 
is he going to be effective with this? Uh, top, when I mean effective, do top 12. I think he will be just because out of a pure volume standpoint. Um, I mean, uh, Josh Dobbs, uh, I think he's going to look somewhere between first half Josh Dobbs and second half Josh Dobbs. Um, I don't think he's going to be this. Uh, he's He was a great story, but I think people are putting a little too much on him. Um, and so I think that he's going to have a lot of dump offs to TJ Hawkinson. And um, I think it's going to be a lower ceiling game, but I think that he'll still be top 12. That's pretty much all you need out of Hawkinson. It's top 12, yep. if not better. Yep. So, all righty. Um, Addison, top 30 guy, maybe? I probably have a little bit more hope than Ad- with Addison just because uh, he's he's not, you know, banged up. And I, I, I think that Dobbs is probably to look for him a little bit more than he's going to in separation room with that rib injury with Hawkinson. Uh, but, yeah, I'd say top 20 to top 22. Okay. Um, what about Alexander Madison? Saints are bottom five in fantasy points allowed to running backs um, on the year. But, of course, no Cam Akers with that um, uh, Achilles tear on the other leg. Um, the last, uh, big game against them was Travis Etienne with 22 points. Um, and then Zach Moss, Jonathan Taylor combining for 25, um, back in week eight. So, um, Alexander Madison, fire him up. Maybe. Flex. Yes, no? Yeah. Flex. flex. Yeah. Uh, especially now that he has the backfield to himself because of Cam Akers, uh, and you know, there's really no one else there that is going to threaten, Alexander Madison as far as a lot of carries anyways. Um, so uh, he's, but he hasn't just done anything with it. I, he's, he's just been really bad overall. I had a lot, I was big Alexander Madison um, preseason. I thought the way he looked when he had the ball, um, when he had the backfield to himself without cook would, would be shown this season. And it really hasn't been that case at all. And he's the running back 24 on the season. So, you know, why running back to flex is is where you're going to want him to be. OK, yeah, I think that's kind of where he settles in. Like every week, he's somewhere between running back 20 and running back 25. Yeah. All righty. Um, so let's uh, let's talk about. Oh, that's it for this one. I think that's it. Nobody else to talk about. Uh, you have the Vikings. Oh, man, I don't know. Uh, give me the Saints. I'm going to go with the Saints. I think Josh Dobbs comes back down to earth a little bit. Probably. But he's been all right. He's, I think, QB8 on the season right now. What? Yeah, let's no. see. What? Hold on. Oh, I closed my, my rankings QB, window. Accidentally. QB9. Josh Dobbs. Joshua yep. Dobbs. Yep. The Pastronaut. Yep. QB9. What in the damn hell? Mike, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it at all. I oh know. my god! I'm trying to find other formats. He's QB ten in Yahoo's format, so it's not like he's a top ten quarterback. Yep. Oh my god! All right. Uh, speaking of top ten quarterbacks, let's talk about Jordan Love versus uh, Kenny Pickett, huh? Huh? Yoo-hoo-hoo. Yeah. They're they're top ten in their respective divisions. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Packers at Steelers. Packers are three and five. Steelers are five and three. Pittsburgh three and a half point favorites. Uh, 38 and a half point over under um, injuries in this one uh, for the Green Bay Packers. You have, man, I keep doing this in my doc. 
I keep spelling things wrong. For the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Jones uh, is questionable with a hamstring injury, uh, looking like he's actually going to play. Uh, Yosh Nijman is questionable with a back injury. I don't know who that is. John Runyon, questionable with the neck. Josh Myers, questionable with the knee. Kenny Clark, questionable with the shoulder. Quay Walker, doubtful with the groin. Jair Alexander, doubtful with the shoulder injury. Rudy Ford, questionable with the calf. For the Steelers, Minka Fitzpatrick and Montrevious Adams are both out with hamstring and ankle injuries, respectively. And I just found out about that and put uh, Minka Fitzpatrick on my IR in my IDP league. Let's go. All Uh-oh. right. Uh-oh. Now I've got plenty of guys. I had Jalen Ramsey come back, so I'm okay. I'm okay. That's good. All right. Uh, Mike, uh, you want to ask about Aaron Jones, uh, possibly the only good player on the uh, Packers offense. Yeah, which isn't saying much considering he's like RB. 30 something on the season um, he's been hurt leave my boy alone leave my <laughs> leave my friend alone that's that's true he's he, he's only played five games what is he points per game um, 21 he's also been disappointing in points per game i was gonna stick it in your face but that didn't <laughs> that didn't work um but yeah it's it's one of those situations where i'm wondering if he's going to finish inside the top 15 against the steelers defense and, um he's a little banged up as you mentioned and Steelers defense is it's pretty solid. So is Aaron Jones going to be top 15 this week? Um, is he going to be top 15? I'm trying to see. Steelers are. Ooh, they actually give up a lot of fancy points to running backs. Yes, oh, they. Yeah, I think they give up. It looks like a good amount of touchdowns and cat. Oh, it's receiving stuff. Lots of catches. They give up a lot, a lot of catches to the running back. It's not that the running backs are particularly great. Uh, CMC crushed him in week one, drove him forward in week two, but then it's been they put a lid on guys since then. So I will say yes because he's going to get a lot of catches. Well, he does that well. He definitely catches the ball out of the backfield. He's the best receiver they have. Pretty much. I mean, Christian Watson has not been great. He's been banged up, but Jordan Love is not anything um which i think hurts all the wide receivers Donovan whips i think is the one that leads the packers yeah as far as receivers go i think so which is really weird and that brings me to what i wanted to talk about which is like maybe dontavian wicks will have a good week maybe a romeo dobbs will have a good week maybe uh jaden reed will have a good week uh i put jaden reed as one of my sleepers this week but it's it's Hard to feel good about recommending any of them specifically. Exactly. And um, just to correct, Romeo Dobbs is the number one. And he's oh, okay. wide, wide receiver 40. So the number one wide receiver for the Packers is wide receiver 40 in fantasy. Jesus Christ. That's the... I don't think they're going from... A, I don't think there's going to be continued legacy from Favre to Rodgers to Love, Mike. Just call me crazy. I don't I don't think he's going to be on that on that list. Yeah, I, I I was thinking about it, but yeah, I think you're right. I, I, it's a close one, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's a close one, yeah. It's uh, it's um, kind of like when the Niners went from uh, uh, Steve Young to Jeff Garcia, <laughs> from Montana to Young to Garcia. Garcia, Garcia had a didn't he have at least one good season with? with the he 49ers? was okay. He was okay, but it's not quite that same uh, legacy. No, no, not not nearly as. Yeah, it's almost like, well, we can do it with the Colts. Manning, good luck to um, Brissett. Give me a second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to Brissett, to Rivers, Brissette, to Matt to Ryan. <laughs> Matt, oh, God, Matt Ryan. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> 
to I mean, if Richardson can stay healthy, I think he can develop into something. But I think that staying healthy is going to be the hard part for him. It looks like it that way for sure. I mean, he's he's had a bunch of injuries in college, too. So, yeah, God, which is so strange because he's built like a truck. I know he's built like a truck, but then, you know, the truck breaks down. It reminds yep. me a lot of Bryce Harper early in his career. He kept running into walls. He kept injuring himself sliding because he played too, too crazy, too haphazard. And then as he matured, he uh, he kind of toned all that down. So hopefully Richardson will do that. Um, is Jones the only one you feel good about starting? Maybe Luke Musgrave? Yeah, Musgrave's not bad. Uh, he's doing pretty well. He's like been in the top 10 for a couple weeks in a row, I believe. Yeah, he's been pretty good lately. Uh, let's see, over the last uh, five weeks, uh, let's see, last five weeks, he's been tied in 20. Um, but that does, that's, uh, oh, he only has one good game. <laughs> oh, does he? Never mind. Uh, he has two okay games, one good game last week. So never mind. Don't start Luke Musgrave unless you're chasing a touchdown. Yeah, I, I don't think any of the receivers from the Green Bay Packers um, you can have any faith in whatsoever. As you mentioned, it, we, we don't know if it's going to be Wicks, if it's going to be Dobbs, if it's going to be um, Watson, whoever. Nobody knows. It's, it's it's just a mess. Yeah, so on the other side of the ball, my question was about Deontay Johnson, which is, is he sneakily a stud wide receiver? Since returning from injury, uh, in the last three weeks, can you guess where he ranks, Mike? In the last three weeks? Uh, I would say in top 10. That is correct. He is sixth in Ooh, total fantasy better. points over the last three weeks. Uh, in in uh, points per game, he is 10th. Um, and it's like, oh, well, that's a that's a uh, arbitrary endpoint. Well, he hasn't played since week one before the last three weeks. So what do you want me to do? Right, what do you exactly. want me to do? Those are, those are the endpoints I have. So he's at, in the in the three games that he's come back, he's actually gotten better every game. 12-9, 16-5, 22 fantasy points. Um, he's gotten 29 targets in three games. Um, I think that he is the wide receiver one uh, for the Steelers. And um, cor- in a corresponding move, a uh, guy who's been not very good is uh, Deontay Johnson. Uh, Deontay Johnson, since... Um, I'm sorry, George Pickens. George Pickens. I'm like, I'm confused here. <laughs> George Pickens, since Deontay Johnson returned, uh, he has, um, he's been wide receiver 52. He's averaging just over 40 point or 40 yards per game on uh, just over three catches. So he's been um, sneakily not that great. 8.9 fantasy points per game below Juju Smith-Schuster over the last three weeks. Yeah, um, exactly. And Deontay Johnson, 19th points per game in um, – Pickens 33rd overall. So, yeah. So, yeah, I think Deontay Johnson sneakily a stud wide receiver. I think so, too. They they like to target him. He runs the short to intermediate routes where uh, Pickens is more of the deep, deep threat. Uh, deep threat that can't get separation is always kind of funny to me. Um, no, it's very funny because that's exactly what he is. Yeah, and he's always making these miraculous catches because he has no space to catch anything because mm-hmm. the defensive back is on his hip. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 yeah, definitely um, stud wide receiver for especially if he gets in the end zone. If he, if he can, he broke the streak last week. If he continues. He did to break, it. He continues to score touchdowns. Yeah, without a doubt, Deontay Johnson. It, it, it's never been a problem with the targets and receptions. It's always been that touchdown output. Yeah, and um, maybe he'll now maybe he'll break uh, Chris McCaffrey's record. He'll just keep scoring a touchdown per game. He'll per game. That's all yeah. he does now. 
Um, what are we doing with the Steelers running backs? Packers top 10 in fancy points allowed to running backs. Jalen Warren, Najee Harris splitting touches. Um, neither one being super inspiring with their touches. No, neither one of them are, are, are great. Um, it's, uh, I mean, if you can get, if you can get away with it, you know, flex only, but if, um, you know, that, that's, that's how I see it. I, they're good enough to maybe be a flex, but outside of that, if you have a better opportunity, go with it. Yeah. I think you might be starting them just because of how many guys are out. So, um, Oh, breaking news for a game coming up. Uh, let's see. Did we already talk about this game? No, we didn't. Okay. That will be impactful. Um, because, uh, Josh, I'm sorry, James Conner was just activated off of IR. So that'll be impactful. Yeah. Impactful to the Cardinals game. We'll talk about in a little bit. So, um, I'm going to go Steelers. Um, whenever I'm not, whenever it's two bad teams, I just default to who has the best player, the most impactful player overall. And I think that JJ Watt is, or not JJ Watt, TJ Watt is the most impactful player in this entire game by a long shot. So I'm going to go with the Steelers. You're going with the Steelers. I'm going, I think, I forgot. Did I go with Pittsburgh? You're also no, going with the Steelers. Yes, I am. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's go from oh, Pittsburgh to Tampa Bay, where the Titans take on the Buccaneers. Both teams are three and five. Both teams are not very good. Um, no. <laughs> this is one where um, you know maybe it'll be a sneaky, uh, sneaky good game like the Tampa Bay game last week, um, Tampa Bay Houston. But I'm not, uh, I'm not holding out hope for that. Um, this is a uh, one point Tampa Bay favorite and 39 and a half point over under injuries in this one Tannehill is questionable but he has been benched he is officially the backup in Tennessee now Traylon Burks out with a concussion um Nicholas Petit Frere out Daniel Brunskill out those are two guys along the offensive line Chris Hubbard questionable with the concussion Sean Murphy bunting out Anthony Kendall questionable with a hamstring injury Mike Brown uh not the Kings head coach the safety is out with an ankle injury uh Trey Palmer questionable for the Buccaneers with a neck injury um Kalaji Kansi questionable with a quad uh, Jamel Dean questionable with a concussion Josh Hayes out with a concussion Carlton Davis questionable with the toe um Mike I think it says a lot about the talent levels of these teams that your question is about Rashad White and my question is about Kyle Phillips <laughs> it, it, oh I wasn't supposed to I was supposed to stop laughing I forgot about that <laughs> yeah um, it says in the notes this is serious stop laughing um so, I was trying yeah. to find something to talk about with the Titans it, well, it's hard. It's like, who who are you going to pick? Like, okay, well, no, I, I can't go here and I can't go there. So why not make something exciting with Kyle Phillips? Because he's actually increasing his targets and he's increasing his receptions. And it looks like the last two weeks um, he's had uh, three targets and then five targets uh, with Will Levis. So is is he Will Levis's little little guy that he likes to throw to and it sure looks that way not only with will, will levis last week but without Traylon burks and Traylon yeah. burks will be out again this week Even and more important yeah and um kyle phillips runs uh he is the slot receiver for the titans he runs 71 percent of his routes from the slot most on the titans the buccaneers allow the second most fantasy points per game to slot receivers from the tight end i'm um, from the tight end what was I saying? Second most fantasy points, two slot wide receivers on the season. I don't know where tight end came from. 
it's not the most solid play. He is 0% rostered. It's probably more of a DFS play. But I think Kyle Phillips could easily finish with 14 fantasy points because he scores a touchdown and gets four catches. There you go. I, I, I don't have any disagreement with that whatsoever, especially as I was mentioning, he's, his role is increasing. And Will Levis didn't throw a touchdown last week. I assume that he will throw one this week. I mean, that's a total you know guess, but uh, usually starting quarterbacks don't go multiple weeks without throwing touchdowns unless you're like Jared Goff or something back when. Um, Ooh, shots fired at Walker. <laughs> um, I think that he'll uh, yeah. have a better week this week because he was on a short Short week against the Steelers last week. So I think this this week will go better for Will Levis. I, th- I think so, too. So I can I can definitely see Kyle Phillips getting in the end zone. Yes. All right. Rashad White. Uh, top 10 is your question? Yeah. Is he is he top 10 this week against Titans run defense? Uh, against the oh, the Titans. Uh, how has their run defense been this year? I know they have the reputation of being tough to play against. So, but let me see how they're actually doing. Uh, Titans, ooh, middle of the pack. Um, oh, middle road, huh? That's it. Yeah, not a team you really worry about. Uh, uh, they gave up 30 points to Najee, Harris, and Jalen Warren last week. Jesus. And they gave up 33 to Zach Moss. They gave up 19 to Jerome Ford. Uh, do you know what all those guys have in common? They're all second. <laughs> They're all plotters, baby. Yeah. Hey, guess who Rashad White is? He's a plotter. Um. <laughs> I'll say no to top 10. I'll say yes to top 15. There we go. I like that. Yeah. Rashad White, top 15. Either way, you're starting him, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. And so um, you're starting um, Mike Evans as well. Uh, what about Chris Godwin, Mike? How are we feeling about Chris Godwin? <sighs> um, Godwin is what? He's like top 20 right now? Uh, he is he is uh let's see i have the last five weeks he's wide receiver 40 um on, in points per game on the season in uh points per game i hate this uh, time of year because you have to filter for points per game wide people have 38 yeah wide receiver 38 so sneakily not not that great yeah i, I had him better than i thought um against tennessee's secondary which i think is also middle of the road um no. I, okay, I believe you can throw on Tennessee. Hold on, let me double check that. This is the time of year where I'm I'm trying to double check my uh my perceptions of what we thought on teams, you know, <laughs> coming into the season. Um, Titans are ninth in fantasy points to wide receivers per game. So yeah, they're 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 decent on the decent side of middle of the road in terms of matchup. So um, yeah, it's it's been a rough go for him this year. Yeah, and which is interesting is um, Baker Mayfield. I get to finally say his name in a correct spot. Hey. Um, is is doing okay? I mean, for Baker Mayfield, he's doing you know better than what he's you know done in his previous stints. Um, so yeah, there's just there's just no um, Chris Godwin. There's I, I think they they like to dump the ball off to Rashad White and. Um, and then throw it to Mike Evans, and therefore there's no no room really for Chris Godwin to take advantage of. Exactly, he's getting he's getting squeezed out of the game plan. So um, we both have the Titans winning this one. So let's talk uh, uh, AFC North matchup: Browns versus Ravens. So this is 
<clears throat> excuse me, this is a uh, 38 and a half point over under Baltimore, six and a half point favorites. Ravens are seven and two. Browns are five and three injuries in this one for the Browns. Uh, Pierre Strong questionable with a hamstring injury. David Bell, Marquise Goodwin, both out with a knee and concussion, respectively. Dewan Jones out with a knee injury. Uh, Greg Newsom questionable with a groin injury for the Ravens. Keaton Mitchell is questionable. Um, as we were recording, there was a push notification came through that said he's expected to play tomorrow. Not quite as impactful as James Conner coming back. Um, Morgan Moses questionable with a shoulder injury. Marlon Humphrey questionable with a hamstring injury. And Jalen Armour Davis questionable with an illness. Um, so uh, I can't believe that I neither one of us made our question about Keaton Mitchell. Yeah. Don't make the, <laughs> um, so I'm going to uh, I'm not going to talk about the Browns because we know who they are. Uh, actually, we don't know who they are because uh, the Ravens have been really good. Let me ask yeah. you this, Mike. Who are we starting from the Browns this week? Because the Ravens have been stopping everybody that has gone against them. And the Browns are not a great offense. No, they're not. Um, I Are we talking uh, flex as well as a st- is that including in the start or just um, wide receivers, one and two, running backs, one and two, that kind of thing? Well, it sounds like you only want to flex guys. Uh, well, Mari Cooper, you can start. Maybe. David, uh, maybe. What about David Njoku? Maybe, um, depending on where you're at with your tight ends, blob guy. Uh, what about Jerome Ford? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, not with cream hunt taking half the action away from him yeah i i think this is a situation where if you can help it i don't the only brown i feel somewhat okay starting is amari cooper and that's just volume yeah if they're going to target any wide receiver it's definitely amari cooper uh and but he's been like up and down and not even like i don't even know if he's had a super great game um he's wide receiver 27 right now on the season and no, he's had at least 100-yard games because he did it against my 49ers. Oh, yes. He's had three 100-yard games. Um, did it 139 against Arizona, 108 against 49ers, and then 116 against Tennessee. So, But he's only scored two touchdowns. Um, yeah, I don't see him scoring a touchdown in this game. I could see, you know, 12, 13 points, 14 points uh, at the max. So that that's not going to get it done for him Um, outside. Yeah, I don't see him starting. No. Yeah. Um, Here's the thing. Here are Ravens ranks in terms of fantasy points allowed to various positions. Uh, Quarterback uh, 32. And there are 32 teams. So literally the worst possible matchup Uh, running back. They are um, man. They are 24th. So uh, eighth worst matchup wide receivers. They are um, where they go. 26th. So not a great matchup. Tight ends also uh, 31st. Um, so not a great matchup for uh, David Njoku. Um, even worse matchup for Mark Andrews, though. Mark Andrews Browns are 32nd in fantasy points allowed to tight ends. So um, I think this is going to be an ugly game personally, but I think it's going to be an ugly game that the Ravens cruise. Yeah, well, only 38 points uh, over under, uh, 38 and a half to be exact. Uh, yeah, you know, I'll take that back about Mario Cooper because I forgot about bye week. So I, I, I'll i say that Mario Cooper finishes inside the top 24. 
but okay. um, yeah, uh, it's, it'll be close. So yeah, this <clears throat> game is going to be really, you know, 17 to 16 kind of game, 20 to 17. Yeah, it's going to be ugly. You might be able to squeeze some value out of like Jerome Ford um, just on a volume based matchup, but um, Kareem Hunt's been stealing goal line touches from him the last few games. So uh, maybe not a high upside play. No, no, neither neither one of them are going to be high upside. Yeah, so let's talk about battle. Yeah, let's talk about the Ravens, Mike. You want to ask if Lamar Jackson can return to top ten? Yeah, he he had a great start to the season the last couple of weeks. He has not been great at all. Um, and is this the week against his Cleveland defense as we've been talking about? Does he return back into form with the top ten um, production? Um. I think he does. Uh, he's already played the Browns once this year, and he absolutely stomped for fantasy purposes, four total touchdowns. Um, and um, the Browns have been, you know, quarterbacks have been scoring on them. The problem is, is that uh, opponent, they're outscoring them. Um, Gardner Minshew uh, also had four touchdowns against them uh, last week. Geno Smith had 20 fantasy points. Uh so I think that um, I think that they can. Oh, that was in the wrong scoring format. Geno Smith. I was gonna say that his line seemed weird. Two picks, two touchdowns, 250 passing yards, and 20 fantasy points. But I had the wrong uh, scoring setup here. Um, I think that he can finish inside the top 10. I think that he will finish inside the top 10. Lots of bad quarterbacks. Lots of bad matchups. Lots of good quarterbacks on by. I think that. By yeah. Yeah, Lamar Jackson. I mean, if you subtract uh, who's on by this week, Tua. Um, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes Jalen Hurts. Um, I think that automatically puts him in the top 10, uh, no matter what he does. Yeah, uh, I'm, uh, yeah, I definitely, um, I don't know. I'm going to say no, just because the defense is so good. Uh, so, and they, they're, but that means more Gus Edwards and can Gus Edwards do it for the fourth straight week? I don't know. Um, what about Keaton Mitchell? Can Keaton Mitchell do it? Uh, Keaton Mitchell, wow, 153 yards on what, 10 carries or something like that. Yeah, that he was, was uh, pretty good. He was pretty good. Um, um, he'll get more play, I think. But uh, also, it was also um, he'll get more play. But he had uh, like 100 of his carry, of his yards were in two carries. Um, he had a 60-yard carry and a 40-yard carry, and obviously those things happen. But he's an extremely like high variance. Um, running back. So if you're going to start him, it would be like as a uh, boom bust flex guy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, you don't definitely want to put him out there just because it was, and it came in garbage time. Um, but uh, yeah, just wait and see and look, look at what they do with him. Uh, he, he might not get any play at all, but after what he did last week, I think they'll, you know, give him a couple more tries. better than justice Hill anyways. Yeah. I mean, justice Hill. Um, he's, uh, he's shown more, uh, more get up and go than justice Hill has in his, what, like six carries last week than justice Hill has his whole career. So, um, let's talk about the lions and the chargers. Cause we both have the Ravens winning that game. So let's move on to Detroit lions at the Los Angeles chargers, uh, DPJ for the lions questionable with the ribs injury. How's bro questionable? He hasn't played a game for them yet. <laughs> they, did, did he get sold, uh, damaged goods? Did they get sold damaged goods? What's going on here? Uh, Big V, uh, Hala Vitae. I'm not, you're, you couldn't pay me to try to say that name. Hala, I'm not going to do it. Um, Dan Skipper is questionable with the ribs injury. Levi Anzuriki, 
Doubtful with a hip injury. God, I wish Walker was here because I never say that name. I just let Walker do it because it's on Walker's team. Um, Chargers, no injuries of note. Pretty crazy uh, for this Chargers team because uh, everybody that got hurt went on IR. <laughs> oh, jeez. That's, that's what happened. Um, so um, my question um, is what will the running game look like with Dave Montgomery back? So Dave Montgomery, um, before he got hurt, uh, there was much crying and gnashing of teeth. Because he was taking too many touches from Jameer Gibbs. You know, he was obviously the lead back there with Jameer Gibbs as the um, chains of pace back. But with uh, David Montgomery out um, over the last couple of games, uh, Jameer Gibbs, uh, kind of hard to put that genie back in the bottle. Um, he's averaged. Um, oh, uh, sorry. It defaulted to per uh, per 17 games. And I was like, wait, he's averaging 300 uh, carries per game. That's not right. But <laughs> over the last two games, he's averaging 18 and a half rush attempts, seven receptions per game. So that's 25 touches per game for Jameer Gibbs. And it's been distributed differently. Like two weeks ago, um, he had nine catches, 11 carries, which is kind of like at the higher end of what we thought Jameer Gibbs could do. And last week, 26 carries, five catches, um, 152 yards, just kind of dominated the Raiders. Um, sorry, that was three weeks ago and two weeks ago because they were on by. Um, so what does this running game look like with Dave Montgomery back? Can you start both these guys this week, both Gibbs and Montgomery? Yeah, I think so. I I, I believe that you can definitely do that um, wherever you want to put him. It's up to you. But one's going to finish inside the top 24. One's going to finish as a flux. Uh, so I, I don't see Montgomery... I, I can see Montgomery getting maybe 10 to 13 touches. Um, Gibbs probably around there as well. And both splitting, but both going to be really good um, in this in this matchup because I think Gibbs against the Chargers defense is going to catch a lot of passes where Montgomery's going to get a lot of yards on the ground and maybe a touchdown or so. So feel free to, with confidence, to start both of them. Yeah, I would fire them both up. The Chargers defense is... Uh very bad just like in general they're not a great defense they're very undisciplined defense they give up a lot of big plays um they've been middle in the pack against running back specifically but they really haven't like played a lot of very good running backs like derrick henry had 15.5 points against them josh jacobs 19.9 but those were really the only like really good running backs play against them Brees hall 16 for 50 but it's been uh, kind of that their matchups have been very lucky this year. Not a lot of super studs on their on their uh, docket this season. So um, <clears throat> I would start them both with confidence. I would start Amon Ross St. Brown. I would start Sam Laporta. Would you start Jared Goff on the road, Mike? Road Jared Goff. He's not good. He's not good. But again, with this Chargers defense, uh, yeah, and our Lions offensive line, for sure. I, I think Jared Goff has a nice, tasty matchup. And then, you know, as we've talked about many times in this episode, the bye weeks. Uh, are there good players on bye this week? Stay tuned yeah. to find out. Yeah, there might be one or two. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Jared Goff's sneaky homecoming game. Uh, not quite to the same uh, team, but uh, he is playing in the same stadium that he used to play in. That's true. I didn't think about so that. It might, that be a, right. it might be a semi-home game for him. He's definitely going to be comfortable with the surroundings. There you go. All right. Um, let's talk about the Chargers, Mike. And this is a good question. It stopped me in my tracks because there's a very resounding answer to this that people aren't going to like. Yes. Uh, besides Keenan Allen, is there a wide receiver that can finish at least in the flex? Some Somebody? 
I mean, uh, on the Chargers, no. On the, yeah, on the Chargers, no. No, I mean their wide receivers aren't very good. Quentin Johnston is, uh, he's, you know, we I mentioned it during the when we were talking about it during the draft season. He's smaller than smaller than the sum of his parts. He's a big, fast, strong guy who should, in theory, be good at 50-50 balls. They're the 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 pass he gets most often, but he gets bodied by smaller receivers all the time, and that. Uh, shockingly, he did not get stronger against defensive backs going into the NFL compared to college. Um, and who else is there? Josh Palmer's on IR. Uh, I don't. I literally don't know who else is running out there. Is Dontrell Edmond still there? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Chargers. Let's see the Chargers depth chart. So Chargers depth chart is uh, at wide receiver this week. They have. Oh, oh, Jalen Guyton. That's who I forgot about. And oh, Simi Guyton, Fo- right. And Simi Fajoko. So I'm going to say no. I think it's going to be a lot of Keenan Allen, maybe some Gerald Everett, and a ton of Austin Eckler. That's what I'm looking for this week uh, for the Chargers. Yeah, the next receiver on the Chargers uh, outside of Keenan Allen is Josh Palmer at 55. And as you mentioned, he's not going to be playing. And he's at 55, wide receiver 55 on the season. So it's, yeah, it's not good. It's not good at all. It's, the cabinets are bare. Yeah, it's almost like when your wide receiver two, Mike Williams, goes on IR, your wide receiver three uh, is a bust in um, Quinn Johnston. Johnston. Too early to say bust, bust so far. And your wide receiver four, Josh Palmer, goes on IR. The um, uh, receiving room takes a a big hit in terms of uh, uh, quality options. Uh, You know, Simi Fajoko is going to be your wide receiver three this week, potentially. So big yikes. I have the Lions winning this one. I don't think it's going to be particularly close. No, I have the Lions as well. I, I think that that three-point favor for the Lions kind of – I don't know if that just has to do with the Chargers being at home or what, but I, I could see the Lions running away with this pretty well. Oh, I think they're going to run away with it. I, it's – you know, the the only strength of the Chargers defense is really Joey Bosa. It's the pass rush, and the Lions have one of the best pass-blocking offensive lines in the NFL. Like, it's going to – they're going to completely neutralize that part of the game and um it's <laughs> Jared Goff's and, and the Lions, I think they're just gonna roll on the Chargers this week. Yeah, uh, even the Jets with their poor offensive line and the way that the Chargers just absolutely dismantled them. They they had a lot of I was I was gonna say a lot. They've had they had a couple good drives on them and they couldn't block for anything. So the Lions offensive line is a whole different type of world. So the Chargers defense, yeah, it's it's gonna look ugly. Yeah, so we both have, uh, understandably, the Lions winning this one. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Considering we both spent the last five minutes being like, the Chargers are bad. And here are all <laughs> the ways they're bad. So, um, although it would, all the way down. it would be nice if the Chargers lo- or the, the Lions lost so that uh, the Niners could be tied with them after they beat the Jags. Manifesting that, please. All right. Falcons, Cardinals, bird matchup, Mike. Bird fight once again. Uh, Falcons are at Cardinals. Falcons four and five. Cardinals one and eight. Atlanta two point favorites. Forty three and a half point over under. Uh, Mac Hollins is out with an ankle injury. David Onyemata is questionable with an ankle injury, and D Alford is out with an ankle injury. For the Cardinals, we mentioned it earlier. James Conner is back. Amari Dicardo, as uh, one venerable uh, host of this <laughs> podcast calls him, Amari Dicardo is out with a toe injury. Michael Wilson, questionable with a shoulder injury. Sounds like he's going to play. Jeff Swaim is uh, questionable with a back injury. Uh, DJ Humphreys, questionable with an ankle. Will Hernandez, questionable with a knee. Um, Ezekiel Turner, questionable with a hamstring. 
And uh, that is it. Uh, Drake London back from injury. So, um, Mike, you wanted to ask about a uh, quarterback in this game, not Kyler Murray. Not Kyler Murray. Um, Taylor Heineke uh, with the buys and uh, this horrible, talking about horrible defense, Cardinals might be oh. worse than the Chargers. Um, it, it, can we start him? I mean, can we? Sure. Uh, especially there's, you know, we're short, we're short quarterbacks this week. And then, um, again, I just want to stress the quarterbacks that are starting this week. Zach Wilson, uh, Bryce Young, Jordan Love, Gardner Minshew, uh, Josh Dobbs, uh, Tommy DeVito, not Aiden O'Connell, not guys that, uh, scream, uh, fantasy points. Um, so I think, you know, Heineke, I think he's low ceiling. I think, um, myself included, a lot of folks kind of gave him a little too much credit for how he might fix the, uh, uh, Falcons offense, but I think you can start him this week in a matchup where the, um, the Falcon, I'm sorry, the Cardinals are the second worst defense in the NFL by DVOA. Yikes. Second, who's yeah. worse? Uh, no, it can't be the Panthers. By DVOA, one team is is really, 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 really bad. Giants. Nope, it is the Denver Broncos because they oh. gave up 70 points to the Dolphins, and that's still oh, getting yeah. their stuff all all wonky. Oh yeah, that bell curve. Yeah, best defenses in the NFL: Cleveland and Baltimore. So we were talking about how that game's gonna be a low-scoring affair. Yep. Just uh, keep that in mind. Um, yep. Jacksonville third. So. Keep that in mind with your Niners. All right. Um, what do you think? Can we, you, we can start Heineke? Yeah, I think so. Uh, he, he mobile in the pocket can run. Um, I don't know about touchdowns. That's going to be kind of close, but if he can get at least two in, then he's definitely a starter this week. Yeah. I think he's, uh, I think he's like in the 10 to 15 group, um, where you're kind of, you're kind of, uh, trying to decide between him and like a Geno Smith and I would go him over Geno because Geno has been struggling lately or I would go Levis over him. I would go him over Carr. I would go him over Dobbs. I would go him over Baker. I would go hmm, Kyler over him. Does that all sound about correct? I would go Howell over him. I don't know about Kyler just because he's coming back from injury, but the rest uh, definitely I, I agree with. Okay. Kyler, I think I'm just going YOLO with him and just throwing him in there and see what happens. Yeah. In a, yeah. In a lot of leagues, I got Kyler as my second wide receiver in a two quarterback league or one quarterback league or my third in a two quarterback league and my other quarterbacks are out. So it's just like, F it, let's go. Like, I have yeah. him as a backup to Hurts in one league, Tua in another league. It's like, just throw him out there and see what happens. We might as well. I mean, especially with, with you know, the, the absentees of, of the week. Yeah. So, B. John Robinson, um, you have to start him. I don't care what Arthur Smith says. You're stuck with him. Yeah, you are. I mean, especially since you probably drafted him in the first round. Um, and he, he's... Yeah, um, you got it. You got to put him out there. There's just no getting away with it, and just hope that he finishes the game. I guess because he hasn't. He didn't finish last week, did he? I don't. Bijan? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he did. Oh, he did. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, it's just it's hard to tell because he his playing time is all over the place when it shouldn't be. Yeah, it, it really is. It's it's kind of crazy, especially with Tyler Algier back there. But being the RB nine on the season right now kind of proves that you know he he definitely deserves that RB one spot. Yeah. So alrighty, you can still roll Bijan out there. Uh, Drake London, I think I would be fine if you wait and see. I would be you perfectly know, fine with that. Yeah, Drake London. Yeah, you, you never know about him. Um, what's interesting about Bijan is that he actually has um, more receiving touchdowns than he has rushing. Really? Yeah, he has two to one. Oh well, that's good. okay. He only has three. <laughs> yeah, only three touchdowns total. Um, which yeah, obviously hurts. I mean, if he had three more touchdowns, he he'd be number one, or second, I think, or close to that, anyways. Yeah, so alrighty. And then you have to start Kyle Pitts and uh Gino or uh Johnny Smith. Weirdly good this season. I, I would actually have more confidence starting Johnny Smith over Kyle Pitts. Ooh, that was gonna be my question. I was gonna say Pitts or Johnny. So uh Johnny's yeah. been I mean Pitts is the more talented guy. Johnny is um the guy that's been more productive. And his catch and run last week was pretty nice. So Yeah, uh, and they love to run that 12, 12 personnel. So um, it's both of them can be relevant, but I like Johnny Smith. He's, he's just been, I think out playing Kyle Pitts as far yeah. as production wise, anyways, not talent, as you mentioned. Yeah. Just production wise, he's been far more uh, productive. All right. Um, talk about the Cardinals um, with Kyler coming back, James Connor coming back, Michael Wilson uh, likely being back as well as the wide receiver too there. Um, can this turn into a real functional offense? <laughs> I think, as you mentioned, Kyler, Kyler's back. James Conner's back. He, he, Michael Wilson's doing pretty good for a rookie. Uh, I, I think there's there's something there. Uh, but this is their first week back uh, as a trio. It's going to still struggle, especially against Atlanta Falcons defense. So, can it turn out to be um, a functional offense? Not this game, but I think you're the there's a light in the tunnel there. This is hope yeah. it's not a train. Yeah, and uh, sorry if somebody heard uh, crying uh, on the the mic. I was I always have Twitter up just in case there's breaking news, and a video started playing of some woman crying about. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear it. So okay, good. Yeah, sorry about that. I was like frantically trying to shut it off. So um. I think that uh, James Conner is a guy that you can start. Like Kyler, we said you can run him back. I think this offensive line is not good enough to make this like a fully real functional offense. I think that, um, you know, Josh Dobbs, I, I still don't trust what he's doing. It's a lot of uh, by hook or by crook, just kind of just flying by the seat of his pants. And he kind of made that offense go. So I think that it's going to be one that uh, probably struggles out of the gate, like you said, because they haven't played together. So, um you know, uh, I still think you start James Conner, though. Yeah, you definitely start James Conner. He's going to get a lot of work in this game, uh, especially with Kyler Murray coming back from his for, from his ACL. They're they're going to really want him to try to stay in this pocket as much as possible and hand the ball off. So this, if if any of the Cardinals are going to have a game that that's starting worthy, it's James Conner. Yeah, and then um, I think Trey McBride's going to get a lot of targets as well. Yeah, McBride, he had an off game last week, but I think he'll be bounce back this week. All right. Mike, breaking news. What's that? Michigan, 24. 
Yes. Penn State. 15. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> do it for Harbaugh. Do, do it for Harbaugh. Yes. Alrighty. Uh let's uh I got the Falcons winning this one, because uh, the Cardinals stank. Yeah, I got the Falcons as well. Because the Cardinals stank. Yep. All right. <laughs> let's talk Giants Cowboys. Uh for the Giants, uh Dion Jackson is out with a concussion. Um Evan Neal is out with an ankle injury. Paris Cannibal question. Paris Campbell. Cannibal. Paris Cannibal. All right. Well, there's the episode title, Paris Cannibal. He's going <laughs> to eat this week. Yeah, let's hope so, because he hasn't done anything. Yeah. All right. Paris Cannibal, questionable with a hamstring injury. Aziz Ojolari, questionable with an ankle injury. Dory Jackson, uh, questionable with a concussion and neck. Uh, Daniel Jones placed on IR with the ACL tear from last week. Um, for the Cowboys, uh, Kevontae Turbin. Turpin is questionable with the shoulder injury, and that's it for them. So, um, Mike, uh, Giants two and seven, Cowboys five and three, thirty-eight and a half point over under. Dallas seventeen point 17 favorites, points. Mike. <laughs> seventeen points. The spread is higher than the implied total for the the Giants. The implied final score of this game is eleven to twenty-seven. Wow, that's insane. <sighs> so I'm gonna go free space here. You start Saquon, and that's the end of talking about the Giants. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's it. I mean, as we talked about last week, there's nothing to talk about with the Giants outside of Saquon Barkley. So, yeah, that you know, start Saquon and hope for hope for the best because Cowboys defense is is really really tough. And yeah, Saquon is RB eight eighteen I on think. the season. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh no, I had it going up to say what the Cowboys are. What I was going to say was Cowboys are 20th in fantasy points allowed. Let me switch screens here, going to running backs. Uh, Saquon Barkley on the season is 22nd. 22nd in, in total fantasy points, but he has only played in six games. So That's true. in, I in keep uh, forgetting about that point. Yeah, Barkley in fantasy points per game. He is ninth in ninth, PPR. Okay. So um, weird list of guys in the top 10 in fantasy points per game in PPR. Uh, HN, McCaffrey, Kamara, ETN, Mostert, Kyron. Austin Eckler, David Montgomery, Saquon Barkley, Jameer Gibbs. So there are uh, two sets of teammates in the top 10 in fantasy points per game to running backs. Dang. It, with Gibbs and Montgomery and Achan and um, Mostert. Mostert. Yeah. Pretty wild. So uh, you're starting Saquon and that's it. Let's talk about the Cowboys. And one guy conspicuously absent from that list, uh, Tony Pollard. Yeah, uh, especially in the end zone. Very, very MIA when it comes to touchdowns. In fact, he's only scored two touchdowns on the season, uh, which is not very good. Uh, do you know who's, who he scored those touchdowns against? The Giants in week the one. Giants. That's right. Um, so will he get in the end zone this week is the question. I think so. I think this is going to be a game where uh, the Cowboys end up playing with their dinner a little bit. And uh, they're like, all right, we need to get right game for Tony Pollard. We'll get Tony Pollard a bunch of touches. Like, CD, you got to take a back seat. We need to get, like, uh, Michael Gallup going a little bit. And, um, you know, we need to get these tight ends going. Just kind of like, it's almost like a like a tune-up game for them, this one, I feel like. Because uh, they beat them 40 to nothing in week one with Daniel Jones and with Darren Waller. <laughs> and with, and with uh, Evan Neal. And, you know, a fully functional Giants team. And now it's uh, a fully dysfunctional Giants team. 
it's completely dysfunctional. They're talking about giving up on the season. They didn't even go out and go get Carson Wentz. Um, no, you like, mean Los Angeles Rams legend Carson Wentz? Yeah, Los Angeles Rams legend. Uh, they're just like, we're going to be, we're just going to ride Tommy DeVito and let's hope for the best. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's definitely dysfunctional and a mess and the season is they've, they've given up. They, um, as far as, um, thinking they're going to even come close to making the playoffs or, I mean, I, I, I hate to say pros give up, but I, I don't think they're fired up to, to play. I, I don't think they've given up. I think they also know that they're in a situation where they have to do their best, but maybe the organization doesn't have that in mind um, for, you know, for winning in 2023, which there's only so much you can do from an institutional perspective when um, guys just aren't playing. Darren Waller's not playing. Uh, Daniel Jones isn't playing. Uh, Tyrod Taylor isn't playing. It's, it's Tommy DeVito. And you got to know when it's Tommy DeVito, you're going to do your best, but you're probably going to come up short. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, when you're looking at the quarterbacks, you're not at Tommy DeVito. You're not like hoping that okay, the, he's going to drive us down the down the field and throw for t- multiple touchdowns. You're looking at him going, "Can I get the ball, please? Maybe, hopefully." Yeah, I don't know. bro still lives with his parents. Sorry, I'm not one of these like I'm not one of these like oh intangibles. You got to be you know a, a a beast off the field, all this stuff. Come on, man. You're in the NFL. Don't live with mom and dad. Come on, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Have some some semblance of, of integrity. Have some respect for yourself. Yeah. I saw I, I don't remember where I heard it, but a question. Uh, so, you know who the Cooper or who the Cooper, who the backup is for the uh, <laughs> for the Cowboys, right? For the Cowboys? No. Cooper Rush. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. Okay. So the question was, does Cooper Rush or Tommy DeVito score more fantasy points in this game? Jesus. <laughs> and, that, and that might be a guess, because who knows? I mean, Cooper Rush might actually come in in, in the fourth yeah. quarter with with this game being blown out and actually throw for a touchdown. Yeah, Cooper Rush has classic, like, uh, 7 for 11 for 89 yards and a touchdown stat line in his future. This classic, I took over in the fourth quarter, and the team I was playing was terrible. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, that would be fun. That would really be fun. I hope that comes out true. Uh yeah, so let's uh let's move on. Uh you're start okay. You're starting Tony Paul. You're starting all your Cowboys basically. Yes, for sure. Yeah, without it. Uh, maybe not Cooks. That's probably the only guy I wouldn't start. Ooh, I would still start Cooks. I mean, yeah. as like a desperation flex. Like if you're I would break ties in favor of Brandon Cooks. I wouldn't like go out of my way to start him, but if it was like, like, uh, let's see, uh, let me pull up the ECR here. Let's see. Brandon cooks or like Brandon cooks is in the same range as like Quentin Johnston, Noah Brown, Jonathan Mingo, Khalil Shakir, Rashid Shahid, Romeo Dobbs. Give me cooks over all those guys. Yeah. That's not bad actually. Yeah. Like I think as a middling flex, you can do a lot worse. So, um, alrighty. And of course we both have the giants. To get smashed. To get killed. Yeah, to get run over. All right. So let's talk about the Washington Commanders and the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, This is a a 44.5 point over under. Seahawks 5 3, hosting the 4 5 Commanders. Seattle 6.5 point favorites. Uh, Curtis Samuel questionable with the toe injury for the Commanders. Uh, For the Seahawks, uh, DJ Dallas questionable with the shoulder injury. Uh, Kenny McIntosh questionable with the knee injury. Colby Parkinson questionable with the biceps injury. Jordan Brooks questionable with a hamstring string injury and Anthony Bradford out with a knee injury. 
Um, looks like uh, most of those guys are expected to play, obviously not um, Anthony Bradford. So, uh, Mike, your question this one was about uh, Jahan Dotson. Yeah, he's had two really good games in a row. Obviously, Curtis Samuels was out for those games, but uh, he's probably going to be back. Do we still continue to roll with Dotson, or does Curtis Samuel sort of just take that away once again and Dotson becomes irrelevant? Um, I think that Dotson will continue to get a lot of targets. Um, He's had two good games in a row, but he's had three games with at least eight targets. One of those games, Curtis Samuel was available and he played all game. He also had eight targets, Curtis Samuel did. I also think that teams, um, when they find out they have something real in Jahan Dotson, they don't go back to the gimmick in Curtis Samuel. So um, I think that, uh, I think, yeah, you continue to start Jahan Dotson. Um, 12 catches for 187 yards over the last two weeks. I'm sorry if that math is wrong. I'm trying to not sneeze. 177 yards over the last two weeks and uh, two touchdowns. I think you can continue to roll him out because I think he's a better wide receiver than Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel is a more versatile weapon, but I think that Jahan Dotson is the better wide receiver. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, Samuel has is, is, is always been that sort of uh, knife kind of guy where utility knife um, kind of guy where you, you can put him in running back, do jet sweeps, um, you know, obviously throw him the ball and those kind of things where Dotson is that classic wide receiver where the number two guy. So I, I think you can go out and start him as well. Utility knife. Fun fact. Mike hates the Swiss army. <laughs> <laughs> Mike refuses to say Swiss army. I, I will not say Swiss army ever, <laughs> ever. All right. Um, so um, do you, this this offense, the, the commander's offense, like Sam Howell's cruising. Like he's a top ten quarterback on the season. I think he can he continues to be a guy that you can roll out there this week, especially with with buys. But what about the running backs? Like Brian Robinson. I don't think he's a very good football player, but he's a every week starter. Yeah, he has been. He he I think he got in the end zone last week, um, after having a couple bad games in a row. He's very much a touchdown dependent um running back. But he's been scoring touchdowns. He has seven total on the year. So I think in this in this week, especially with there you go with the game with bye weeks. With the uh, buys. With the buys. Theme of the episode uh, is with the bye week. With the bye weeks, uh, you you could definitely start him. Um, he's a wide re- not wide receiver running back thirteen on the season. Uh, so I like him. Yeah, he he should he should be able to start him. Sounds good and. Uh, for everybody keeping track at home, I did finally get the sneeze out. Let's go while Mike was talking. Yeah. Oh, man, I feel so much better. There's nothing uh, better than getting the sneeze out. Yeah, I can actually think now. I haven't been thinking for the last, like, five minutes. Um, and then uh, one thing that I mentioned before, and I'm just going to bring it up again just so that people are cognizant of it, um, which is uh, he's his, his role has been kind of iffy, but Antonio Gibson – has been getting a good amount of targets recently. Um, I think that might be tied to Curtis Samuel going out, but um, he has uh, five catches in each of his last two games. He's been sneakily uh, a decent uh, PPR option. Um, he was uh, running back 17 and 28 the last two games. He's been a top 30 guy four of his last five games because um, they've been getting him targets. He's kind of one of those, like, uh, if you're desperate, 
uh, you can go out and get him off the waiver wire and uh, plug him in and get, you know, maybe eight fantasy points. So uh, not a high ceiling guy, but just got to think about Terry McLaurin's must start. Logan Thomas, he's must start, right? I, I always start Logan Thomas um, as just because if if anything, he's a blob guy. If if he goes, he does more than that. He's in the top five. So I, you know, he'll he'll have his bad weeks just like all tight ends do, unless you're Travis Kelsey. But um, yeah, it's I, I I don't have any problems starting him whatsoever. All right. Sounds good. Uh, for the Seahawks side, uh, my question is, uh, is the touch, touch distribution going to crush fancy prospects? And mm-hmm. um, I actually mean that across both the running backs and the wide receivers, because over the last couple of weeks, Zach Charbonnet has been getting more touches. I'm sorry, right. more snaps than Ken Walker. Ken Walker, uh, understandably, has not been up to uh, par over the last couple of weeks because of that. Um, over the last couple of weeks, Kenneth Walker has um last week he had nine for 16 as well as one catch for two or for one yard week before that eight for 66 so hey good good job there the eight carries is is troubling but also one catch for four yards and then on the other side with charbonnet um who a lot of people you know there, there are a lot of people who have zach charbonnet stash and they're waiting for him to take over for ken walker but he's doing the annoying thing which is four for eight last week with one catch for five yards. And the week before that five for 53 with two catches for 11 yards. He's they're splitting now. And I'm worried that that's going to make both Walker and Charbonnet bad starts. Um, So I'm wondering about your thoughts on that. Yeah, it's sort of been that way. And it's, and it's trending that direction where they either want to see what the rookie Charbonnet has as far as quality or the fact that, um, they're just wanting to ease the load on on Kenneth Walker. So it, the last two games, as you mentioned, have not been great. But they he's played Walker's played the Browns and the Ravens in back to back games as well. So that's definitely contributed. I understand the worry too with only eight and nine carries, um, but um, where they they probably. Well, against the Ravens, they definitely had to throw the ball because they lost 37 to three. But against the Browns, it was 24 to 20. So that sort of nullifies those situations. Uh, I, I think there's definitely concern there um, whether it's going to knock Walker back out of the top 12 or what. I don't know yet. But if, the, if this continues this trend, then there's that's what's going to end up happening is Walker's just going to start losing out on opportunities and and attempts and you can't have that as a fantasy owner. Yeah. And then um, even also uh, in the wide receiver room, you have uh, JSN who since their buy in week four is averaging six targets per game. Before that, he was below six targets per game. You've got Tyler Lockett since their buy averaging seven and a half targets per game. And then DK Metcalf with the most weird uh, um, set of targets because he is averaging nine targets per game over the last uh since their bye week but um he had only four last week for one catch for 50 yards and um he hasn't been as productive as he has been in the past so i'm wondering if um there's gonna be some struggles coming up for these receivers or if it's gonna be all three just kind of sharing maybe 250 yards because there's not a good fourth receiver there the running backs don't catch passes and there's not a good tight end there so it's just gonna be these three guys averaging like five for 70 uh, each and they just kind of kick around who scores the touchdown or what are we doing with these uh, wide receivers? I don't even know if you can start them. Um, I mean, flex. Yeah. But 
DK Metcalf was wide receiver 46. Um, Tyler Lockett's wide receiver 36. And JSN is coming on strong. Um, last couple, as you mentioned, he's been getting a lot more targets. So again, are we looking, is Seattle trying to get those rookies involved like with Charbonnet, now with JSN? Are they just wanting to look at these guys and see where they fit in as far as future puzzles and um, what we can do with them as far as game planning and you know using them to the best of their abilities? But it's a mess. And when you have three wide receivers counting for um, a, a, a targets and then you have two running backs counting for carries it's a mess and for fantasy and i just stay away from it yeah i don't like starting seahawks like i have to start jsn in a league and i'm just banking on you know they they drafted him for a reason so um but i'm not a huge fan of what's going on there no it's it's really ugly um the only guy that that you can kind of start that you're going to start is kenneth walker and that's just because of um him being an RB12 right now and the fact that he, from the very beginning of the season, but again, we go back to what is Charbonnet doing in his role and if, you know, and what is it going to continue to look like? Yeah. Um, all right, Mike, who do you got winning this one? I believe I have Seattle, but let me double check. I've kind of you, left the screen. You there. do. You do. And I have the Washington Commanders, baby. Let's go. Ooh, I like Hail, that. Hail to the Commanders. Um, the I'm doing the best thing that you can do when you're when you're analyzing sports is I'm going with my 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 heart. I want the Seahawks to lose, so I'm picking the Commanders. Let's go. All I'm right. surprised Seattle's five and three. They are a very fraudulent five and three. Um, they are. I'm not. You know, I'm not going to get into it with the Seahawks. All right, let's talk <laughs> about. Ooh, instead of the Seahawks, let's talk about the Jets and the Raiders. Jets are four and Ugh. four. Raiders four and five. Uh, O'Connell versus Wilson. That's exactly what they thought was going to happen when they put this on Sunday Night Football. Jets, one-point favorite. By the way, uh, this is the Jets thing that's happening is low-key one of my favorite things that happens in the NFL, which is they load a team up on primetime games, and then, oops, the quarterback gets hurt, and then we just get subjected to terrible football in primetime over and over and over and over. Hmm. Um, Oh, I forgot to give my fun stat. Mike, you're not on Twitter, so I'll ask you this. Three games this week. Don't look at the 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 sheet. Three games this week feature uh, teams were or game. Sorry, three games this week feature two teams that are above 500. So both teams are above 500. Oh. Uh, Niners. I'm just gonna tell you. Niners. Jags. Okay. Saints. Vikings. And Browns. Ravens. Wow. All three of these games are in the 10 o'clock window. Oh jeez! They threw those three games against good two good teams. They threw them in the dumpster. <sighs> but we get Jets Jets Raiders on Sunday Night Football. Hell yeah! And though oh, why do I have the Bills at three and four? That's not correct. And the one team uh, that's above five hundred in um in prime time this week in an island game are the Bills. Yikes! They're playing right, the so, Broncos. Not, yep. not exciting. Yeah, let's talk about uh. Let's talk about uh, Jets Raiders, though. Um, injuries in this one. Uh, Dwayne Brown out for the Jets. Billy Turner out for the Jets. Uh, Chaz Surratt out with an ankle injury for the Jets. For the Raiders, uh, Jacob Johnson, fullback, out with a concussion. Colton Miller, doubtful with a shoulder injury. Uh, Marcus Peters, questionable with a knee injury. And Greg Van Roten, 
uh, questionable with a biceps and back injury. So, um, Mike, your question for this one is about the Wilsons. Oh yeah, it is. I didn't even, I didn't even, uh, <laughs> that. that's, that's very true. Um, so can Zach Wilson do enough to get Garrett Wilson top 12 status? No, like, I mean, through no fault of Garrett Wilson, uh, he has been not great for fantasy this year. Uh, let's see. He has counting. Hold on. Let me count this. Uh, zero top 12 games this season. Yikes. Uh, he does also have zero top 15 games this season and one top 16 game. So, uh, no, I don't think he will, uh, despite the fact that he has 26, 26 targets for 14 catches, 182 yards, or 180 yards the last two weeks. That's so many. That's so many yards, so many targets. It is. But, it's a lot. Um, and he's, he's um, three straight games of... 17, 17, and 15. Um, and then he also has a 15 point in there. Yeah. I Garrett Wilson is the guy that I feel best about finishing a wide receiver 17 every week. But he's also a guy that I don't feel like can really bust into the top 12 because he hasn't scored a touchdown since week two because the Jets are bad. They are bad. And Zach Wilson is not the starting quarterback. Um, so. All right. You're, you're starting, you're starting your, uh, you're starting your uh, NFL team right now. Zach Wilson or Tommy DeVito. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh man. Um, I, I, well, Wilson for sure. But I mean, it's, it's like, yeah, I can see, I can see going, okay, what else do we have here? Oh, we have Tommy DeVito. Uh, okay. Well, go Zach Wilson. Yeah, I'm, how many teams in the NFL do you think have a better QB room than Zach Wilson and Tommy DeVito? 31, 30, I should say. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. Um, uh, uh, Colts are pretty close to that, though. They're they're probably ooh, at like 29, 28. I don't know. If, Rich, uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. All right, let's uh for the Jets. You're starting Brees Hall. You're starting Garrett Wilson. You can start... uh. Tyler Conklin, because he just gets six targets every single week, but uh, not a high upside play. Um, for the Raiders, in O'Connell starting, um, are we benching Devontae Adams, Mike? He's going to see a lot of sauce. Yeah. Um, call, that, call that boy smothered and covered. Call that boy Waffle House. Yeah. Oh, sorry, not that boy. Call that man Waffle House, because he's going <sighs> to be smothered and covered by lots of sauce. By lots and lots of sauce. Uh yeah, I think you can. I really, yeah, I, it's yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where we keep everybody keeps saying one more week if Devonte Adams just give him one more week, and it's like, you know, uh, the Jets allow the fewest fancy points per game to wide receiver. It's like the one thing their defense is good at, and it's because of Sauce. Yep, and you have Aiden O'Connell throwing the ball. Um, not good, not good. Uh, granted. Mike, we play in three wide receiver leagues, so we will still have to start Devontae Adams. Right. But if you're in a two wide receiver, no flex league, you can definitely get away from Devontae Adams. I mean, he has five catches for 45 yards over the last two games combined. Jeez. Yeah, it's been it's been really, really ugly for him. Um, and I don't see it getting any better. I mean, not not in this matchup. So I don't even in two wide receivers flex. I don't even know if you'd want to start him. Uh, so 
Three wide receivers, yes. Two wide receivers, no. All right, Mike. How many top 24 finishes does Devontae Adams have on the season? Top 24, I'm going to say two. Three. Three. He has none since week five, though. His last top... His last uh, top 24 effort was week four against the Chargers, eight for 75. Hmm. It's been a rough go for Devontae Adams. Um, but the best part is it's like, oh, he can't even wish they were still in Green Bay because Green Bay sucks too now. Yeah, it's not, it wouldn't be much better with Jordan Love. Yeah, so um, we're starting Josh Jacobs. Uh, sorry, I accidentally hit mute. We still starting Jacoby Myers? He's sort of been on the downturn as well. Um, he's wide receiver 16 on the season right now. And I, I, I don't want to start him here. Let me let me do this because over his last two games, six targets, three catches, and 56. I'm sorry, 57 yards. And people are like, oh well, he scored a touchdown last week. Yeah, on a 17 yard run. Run right. Uh, you realize that he had two runs last season for negative 11 yards. <laughs> and, and Antonio seven, first is like, go ahead. Even though you suck at running the ball, we're we're gonna we're gonna do something here. And well, I guess he was right. Those that rush, he had two rushes last week, which accounted for uh, 28% of his career rushes, and his 17 yards last week accounted for about 75% of his career rushing yards. Do Jeez. not think that he's gonna be this guy that gets jet sweeps and stuff now. Um, that's fluky. So I would. I would stay away from Jacoby Myers, though I fully understand not being able to, because he's just been making it happen, except for two weeks ago. Yeah, the last two weeks, Detroit and the Giants, which is concerning. Yeah, so I'm going to take the Jets in this one. Yeah, I believe I have the Jets as well. Or do I have Vegas? I can't remember. You have the Jets. Okay. All right, let's finish this up. Broncos, Bills. Broncos, no injuries of note. Uh Bills wide receiver Stefan Diggs was added to the injury report with a back injury midweek. Um, but while we were playing, I got a push notification or while we were playing, while we were recording, I got a push notification that he is going to play on Monday Night Football. Uh, he was changed to no injury designation. Uh, Micah Hyde is um, questionable uh, with a neck slash stinger. And then. Um, sorry, there is a. uh Oh, cool. I can't turn the Sunday ad off. All right. We're done talking about injuries. All right. Uh, just going to close that website. Uh, my question is um, about, oh, sorry, uh, Broncos three and five, Bills five and four, Buffalo seven point favorites, 46 and a half point over under. Uh, my question was about Javante Williams. Uh, is Javante Williams a stud now? Uh, 80 yards rushing in each of his last two games, uh, caught three cat passes each of his last two games. Um, they're kind of turning him loose, you know, 18 and 30 touches over the last couple games. Um, you know, I think they looked around, they said, all right, we've got Javante Williams, who's really, really good. We've got Jaleel McLaughlin, which, eh, and Samaji P. Ryan, which, eh, and they're just kind of turning loose, uh, Javante Williams, which is funny because, uh, Sean Payton is a moron who needs to set loose Marvin Mims, but he'll do it for Javante. So Javante Williams kind of a sneaky stud now. Yeah, I mean, as you mentioned, his carries have gone up. I mean, ever since week six, he's gone from 10 to 15 to 27. Uh, he's hanging around that 80 to 85 range as far as uh, running rushing yards go. Not scored a touchdown yet, um, but uh, targets. I, I think, well, he scored one touchdown through the air, but he hasn't scored a rushing touchdown. Targets has gone up as well. 
Yeah, I would say so. I, I would say that you're you're definitely a lot more trusting of Javante Williams than you had in the first five weeks of the season, for sure. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, we, we kept clowning on people who thought that he would be a, um, a bell cow in the NFL because he's never been at any level of bell cow. But all of a sudden they're using him that way and uh, it's working. The only question is for how long, because if he hasn't done it before, he's not all of a sudden just going to do it in the NFL. Right. Um, yeah. So uh, let me ask you this. Uh, is there anybody else on the Broncos that you want to start this week? Um, against the Bills. Um, not anybody I want to start, but I think maybe Cortland Sutton you can start. But yeah, it's, it's there's nobody on this offense that you're excited about. Yeah, Bills bottom five in fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks. Uh, they are bottom. I'm sorry, they're 18th in points to wide receiver. And uh, to tight end, uh, which would be a real desperation play, but they're 20th in fantasy points allowed. So it's not really a, a, a matchup that you can exploit, especially for a team that seems to not have, like, what is the Broncos' identity? I think that's what I'm struggling with, is I don't know where I can go because I struggle with their identity. Well, it's kind of hard that they um, to have an identity when your quarterback's Russell Wilson. Um, yeah. It, so it, it's like... You know, there there's no consistency. And so you have Russell Wilson as your quarterback, no consistency in the offense. Um, they're trying different things all around, trying to get Jerry Judy involved, trying to get Cortland Sun involved. There's no tight end really out there. It you know, the offense is is not great. So who are they really? And I don't think anybody's no. I don't even think Sean Payton, as good as a mastermind offensive mastermind he is, is he took over this team thinking he's going to just flip the switch and make them good and it hasn't been that way at all. Um, so it's, yeah, there is no identity. Yeah. So um, I tend to agree with that one. Um, what do we, let's, let's talk about the bills. You want to talk about Dalton Kincaid? Yeah. Do we continue to roll with him? Do we continue to start? Dalton yeah. Kincaid? I think Dalton Kincaid continues to be a top five option most weeks. Uh, the Broncos allow the third most fantasy points to tight ends. As long as there's no Dawson Knox, I'm in on Dalton Kincaid, and that's pretty um, pretty solid. Yeah, he's um, the last three weeks without Dawson Knox, eight targets, seven targets, and 11 targets. Um, so he scored one touchdown, but he's gone over 60 yards in all three of those games. Uh, he's been he's their number two wide receiver. Uh, I, I even over Gabriel Davis. Yeah. So, um, are we starting uh, Gabriel Davis this week? Yeah, that's a, probably a better question. The Gabriel Davis hasn't didn't do anything the last two weeks, or did he blow up the week before? I can't remember. Uh, I think um, he blew up uh, lit, uh, last. I'm sorry, not last week. The week before no. last, because last week he didn't do much. Week before last, nine for eighty-seven and a touchdown. So I, I, yeah, you could start him, um, especially as the the old fashioned rule goes. Wide receiver three leagues, he's definitely a start. Um, wide receiver two leagues, um, I think you can go go ahead and put him in there. Yeah, it depends on who you have, but that's that's. Uh, uh, I think that was uh, I told you guys last week. That's what Heath Cummings says whenever anybody asks him a question about Gabe Davis. In a three wide receiver league, you're starting him. In a two wide receiver league, it depends on who you have. Every week, same answer. 
So, um, alrighty, let's talk about the run game for the Bills. So the Broncos allow the most fancy points per game to opposing uh, running backs. Uh, but James Cook, his usage has been all over the place. Uh, he um, last week did not have a good game. He doesn't play within the 20s basically at all. So are we still starting uh, James Cook this week with a good matchup, but was struggling to get uh, the opportunities to take advantage? Yeah, I think you could start James Cook. He he's, he's struggled the last few weeks. He's RB20 on the season this year. He basically disappeared last week against Cincinnati because they were so far behind. Um, and the, the biggest issues are, or two biggest issues really with the Bills as far as James Cook is one, Josh Allen running the ball, and two, Josh Allen throwing the ball. So, <laughs> um, he does get a lot of targets. He, he will catch the ball quite a bit, but um, it, it's Josh Allen's show, and they they just don't run the ball a lot. Um, he's, he's had, outside of last week against Cincinnati, he's had 14, 13, and 14 attempts, which is not too bad, but he's, he's not going to get those 100 yards um, because, as you mentioned, he's he'll run between the 20s, but he's not going to get um, a lot of carries as far. I'm not a lot of carries, but a lot of yards. He comes, they come in bursts. Um, the only time he's gone over 100 yards was against Vegas. So yeah, at 123. So yeah, it's 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 a 14 for 65, and he's not going to score. But his reception sort of make up for it. So he's an RB2. Yeah, I think uh, James Cook, it's it's um, you can see the upside that people want to see, because in one drive, he'll have like five carries for 46 yards or something mm-hmm. like that. And then they won't use him for two drives. And then it's it's madly frustrating. And then they'll use him again and he'll have five carries for seven yards. And you're like, come on. Like, you know, it's 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 very inconsistent. But, um, you know, like you said, uh, RB20 on the year, you kind of do have to start him. Uh, my Sneaky, stupid uh, thing this week. Uh, Latavius Murray scores a touchdown. Yeah. Everybody's, everybody's counting him out because Fournette's there, but Fournette's replacing Damian Harris. Touchdown, Latavius Murray. Yeah, even even if Fournette is active to play, I, is, I wonder if he's even active. But they're not gonna they're not gonna put pull um, um, Singletary out of the red zone. Singletary. No, not Singletary. Why did I say Singletary? My uh, guy's traveling through time. Uh, <laughs> Latavius Murray. Matilda Latavius Murray yeah, uh, out so. from the goal line. All right. My guy's time slipping. You got to get Loki <laughs> on it. Folks, that's yeah. a Disney Disney reference. It's a Marvel reference. Let's go. <laughs> did you watch the finale, Mike? I haven't seen episode one yet. Of Lo- You haven't seen nothing of Loki? Yeah. I saw, I saw season one, but I haven't seen season two uh, at all. Season two is legit the best thing Marvel's done since uh, Endgame. Really? Yeah. The finale of season two of Loki, which also puts a wrap on the Loki character. Um, they like he's given he's given like the end of his storyline. Uh, and, and Tom Hiddleston said he's not coming back for for Loki. Um, it's incredibly satisfying. It's very good. It's a very good fun season of uh, TV. So um maybe watch that this week instead of uh uh jets raiders <laughs> yeah there you go yes i'd much rather watch loki than jets raiders for sure yeah. so all right so uh we will be back on tuesday to go over all these games hopefully we'll have walker back in tow but for mike this is jeff thanks for listening take care and have a good one bye
Thank you for listening to the Football Absurdity Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at FBallAbsurdity. Jeff is at Jeff Crisco, K-R-I-S-K-O. Walker is at Big Daddy Drix with an X. Mike is RFL Red Zone. Please check out our website, footballabsurdity.com, for weekly ranks, start sits, sleepers, gambling advice, and more. Please also check out our youtube.com slash footballabsurdity for our weekly start sit show on Sunday mornings, as well as our Saturday morning Gamble Town show and our Thursday night farceball live stream. Please also check out our Discord. A link to that is at the top of footballabsurdity.com. We also have a Patreon where you can find our Tuesday episode where we review each episode. That can be found at patreon.com slash footballabsurdity. Thank you for listening.